0: sticking up, no rubber band is big enough, tennis so heavy, can pick it up, came with the gang, yeah, yeah. I see a whip lit, where's my root, mysterious, my work from fast, furious, Curtains we got a lot tears, I get the calm, period, color in the ice, superior. I'm at the top of the pyramid, bitch, I'm strong, serious, we gotta play serious.
1: Gentlemen, my name is Shane Smith, the uh, purveyor of all things organic poison, and today I'm here with Tyler Ferguson, my brother-in-law. Uh, how are you, Tyler?
2: Oh, I'm good, man. Better than I deserve to be, you know? Yeah. Just living my life.
1: How many times have you said that today?
2: Twice. One time we were testing the audio, and now.
1: Uh, so, is there a reason why you say that? What's the What's the meaning behind that? Man, I, I don't... Do
2: I don't know. I'm not the best person in the world. I don't deserve to to live the best life. To live a great life, I live a great life. You know, no worries.
1: That's that's a neat thing. Yeah, man. I've never heard it, someone say it like that before. You said it. I
2: heard an elderly person say it one time. But it stuck. You know.
1: Okay, Drew Brees. He's gone. Right. He's gone. It's over.
2: He's out of yeah yeah.
1: I don't usually start the show off with sports, but uh, we haven't been on here together in a while. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been quite a while. So I I just, there's been some things that have happened in the sports world. That's probably worth getting out of the way. Uh, Yeah. I I know we didn't exactly plan to do this until today, which is great. It's even better, but yeah. Uh, so forgive us for not having any notes, but let's sip on that. Mm, That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, okay. Sorry.
2: She is my sister.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She is no longer a mythical person that doesn't exist. But the mythical person that doesn't exist, that is said she, who said, uh, she's a whore. <laughs> she is a, the whore of Babylon, if so, you will. Listen,
2: Listen. so I was uh, I was with my, my grandfather. We all went to my grandparents' house. You were there. Yeah. And I went with them before you all got there to the, the store. We were walking to the store and there was a sign for sushi. And uh, I said, Papa, you like sushi? And he said, no, I don't. And I was like, okay. And he was like, Sushi's is a slut. And he was like, the only sushi I know is a slut. Because, you know, he always got those jokes. And I was like, what? And he was like, Susie. And I was like, I said, sushi. He was like, I'm just pulling your leg. I don't like raw fish either. <laughs> and I was like, okay.
1: He was like, "Papa, you want to tell us something about Susie?
2: Yeah, I know. And then uh, he was he was looking at a pizza oven that was sitting on a stack of Bud Light. And I said, you want to get you some Bud Light? He said, I'd rather sit in the Bud Dart. <laughs> You know, because he's got those dad jokes, Yeah, man. he's quick. Like uh, He's quick. Listen, for some reason, he never shuts his truck door good when he gets in. So we're riding down the road, and he says, oh, door, jar. I don't even have a lid for it. You know, and then he shuts it. <laughs> and you're just like, man, that's...
1: Well, usually people will say, Uh the door, or the back hatch is a jar. I thought it was a back hatch.
2: Yeah. Well, see, the first time I heard that, it was him. He said, door, jar. I thought it was a door. But he came out with that one today, and I was like, that's good.
1: Wow. That's Yeah, I'll have to keep that one in mind. I don't even have a lid for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah,
2: I know. But it's funny. Man,
1: Pawpaw is the one. Mm-hmm. He has uh, he has all of the, the jokes and oh, the MREs. Interesting guy. Uh, yeah. A man of many layers. Yeah. that's uh,
2: I, I walked in his office before y'all got there, and he was just so covered in sweat, sleeping with his finger on the mouse of his laptop while he was playing solitaire. Yeah. And I was like, Pawpaw, how are you? He's like, picking corn. i like, what? He's like, I just picked corn. Oh, uh, so you're good?
1: Yeah, like I was actually worried about your health. Yeah. Like, uh <laughs> you're, you're not breathing while you're sleeping. To be fair, he seems like a pretty busy man.
2: Busy, busy it man. It seems
1: like he doesn't have a regular sleep schedule. Works
2: in the mornings. Gets up at like 4 in the morning. Works till like early afternoon. Then goes back into work at like 4, 4.30 until like 7 or 8.
1: Yeah. Weird. And then he does whatever it is that he does around... The the, the Arms, yeah the, the, the HQ out yeah, there the
2: headquarters that's exactly right
1: man that's crazy but we were talking about something before we got into that Drewsiff Breeze Drew Brees he, all you said was his name yeah Drew Breeze. he's gone now right so yeah uh, have you watched I think they played a game yesterday uh, today today did yeah. you watch it
2: yeah uh, no. <laughs> uh, we were together when it came on.
1: Oh, see, I, I uh, don't, didn't didn't even know.
2: Yeah, I was. I watched some highlights. Jameis Winston looked really good. Uh, he threw an interception, but it really wasn't his fault. Uh, Taysom True. Hill looked like trash. Taysom Hill is just a, not a good quarterback. And I've said it from the beginning. I don't like him.
1: Oh my god! I don't like dude. him. I don't oh listen, my God, listen. No, I don't like him as it a, starts so soon.
2: <laughs> I don't like him as a starting quarterback. I, I don't think,
1: like him as a starting. quarterback. I think quarterback he's
2: either. a good little guy to be. like, Oh, that's fun, but. Yeah, he's nothing beyond that and he proved that today he, he, he was just trash
1: there are rap artists just to you know interject this there are rap artists who go really hard on features mm-hmm. but like when you listen to their songs or like if you try to listen to their album it just doesn't slap it's like their singles and their features are they, they're awesome but for some reason it's like I'm like four songs in and I still haven't found like the one that I'm really gravitating towards yeah. and that's <clears> some hell That's Taysom Hill. Like, he's a highlight reel. He only needs to be out there for the possibility of a highlight reel. Yeah. And the highlight reel being something that saves our ass most of the time.
2: And he's Mormon.
1: Yeah. And he's Mormon. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So So that's why, that's why he's so old, but he hasn't been in the league a long time, a long time, because he took a hiatus to, you know, go to his Mormon missions and whatnot.
1: So did he go and, uh, whip around the neighborhood on the bicycle? Sorry. Probably,
2: yeah.
1: If I could uh, remember to timestamp that, I would go back and find that sound that you just made, whatever the fuck that was, <laughs> and I would make it my text message tone.
2: I'm sorry. It's
1: okay. It was funny. You went. <laughs> I don't know. My fault. It's okay. But yeah, Jameis Winston. uh and So you, th- you know, I gave you some. Uh, I gave you some harsh criticism for your personality traits last season. We were sitting over here watching a game. I can't. I'm. Yeah. You. We, you came over and was watching a game yeah. here with us. And. Uh, you clown clowning me. And I was busting your balls because of Michael Thomas. I don't like him, man. Dude, but look. Have you seen how apparently somebody was talking about how. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but on the rumor mill, they were it was going around that like he was trying to get out of New Orleans.
2: Well, he's hurt now. He's stuck there for a while, man. He's hurt.
1: Exa- exactly. And just
2: Listen, listen. I've been a Saints fan for a minute now. A while now.
1: Not um, since birth, though. Just to be clear, for those of y'all who, who haven't listened about, to previous episodes. I didn't care about said.
2: football until not even like and 10 when, years And ago.
1: when he started caring, he still wasn't a same thing, which is fine. It's yeah. okay to, a, listen, uh, listen, to have listen, a new team listen, that you... Shut your mouth. Okay. I'm, listen, I'm, this is
2: what happened. From birth, I, liked college, I always liked college football. I've always liked...
1: Fresh out the womb, college football.
2: Yeah. yeah, sure. I've always been... A, since I really cared, I was a Florida fan, right? Didn't care about NFL. Yeah. Well, my first glimpse into NFL was uh, when we would take family trips to North Carolina, all those people that we would hang out with are, you know, family friends. There, or whatever, what got me into it. So by default, I was like a Panthers fan. I didn't really care. And so then, once I really started understanding football, understanding this, understanding that, I was like, man, I should be. A, I'll be a Saints fan. I like this. I went to a game where uh, this is before the Redskins were the football team. This is before the football team when they were the Redskins. Uh, and uh, Drew Brees came back in double. I think it was either single or double overtime to beat them and. I don't know if you've ever been in the Superdome during a Saints win, but oh my gosh. And that's what made me. I was like, dude, I, these have got to be my boys, right? Yeah. All that to be said, I think Michael Thomas, he's just a crybaby, man. I mean, yeah, undoubtedly he's good. One of the top receivers in the league in the past yeah. few years. But just annoying, man.
1: But it's kind of like how a lot of us Conor McGregor fans are like starting to see like the, the rainbow has started to decline. Leave him alone. Look, it's like it's like the the it's the winds have started to sh- to change. Like the times are changing, and it has to happen. And we'll get to we'll talk about him in a yeah, minute. Man, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about him in a minute. But I'm just saying that it's like maybe Michael Thomas is uh maybe his his day in the the sun has come and gone. Hopefully. Especially in New Orleans.
2: Hopefully, <laughs> I'm just not a fan, man. I'm he, he could win us a Super Bowl. I'm not a fan. Yeah, win them a Super Bowl because I I'm just not a fan.
1: Yeah. So do you think Jameis Winston is going to be able to take us to the playoffs? You think Jameis Winston has a better chance of taking us to the playoffs than Teddy Bridgewater would have? If Jameis Winston That's a good question, right? That's throw, a good question. I just came up with that one. If
2: Jameis Winston can throw thirty five hundred, four thousand yards this season. Twenty six, twenty seven uh touchdowns, you know, minimal amount of interceptions.
1: That's a lot of caveats. That's a lot We're of at, caveats. That's an
2: average. That's average quarterback stuff. Well, not twenty six. Right? Let's say he throws twenty one touchdowns, thirty five hundred pass yards. I feel like that's not a crazy amount asking for a guy. You want to be your franchise guy, right?
1: It's not. It's not a lot to ask. I don't think. If he
2: can do that, I think they can make the playoffs. I think they could. Do I think they'll go anywhere past the first round? No.
1: Do you think defense wise? Yeah, I think they're great. Do you think they'll go to the playoffs if? Uh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara gets uh, something, an injury for no. for half the season.
2: Whereas I like Latavius Murray,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he's getting up there in age, man, and, and uh, he's
1: not the threat. He's Kamara's the, the he's threat.
2: A power, Latavius Murray's a power guy, man. Like yeah. He'll 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 just put his shoulder down and, and you know hit you. But
1: I'm not sure it's sustainable for 17 games. No, <laughs> you know, like if you're the sole. If you're running all those plays yourself. Listen,
2: defensively, I still think they are a top-tier team. I really do. Like, I I still think they have a very good, if not elite, defense. Offensively, they just – I
1: don't know. I feel like they can – I feel like even though, like, they've had some good years since, you know, 2010. They've had some good years in the past decade. I feel like they can never get their offense to where it needs to be.
2: No. 2010 was last year they had their – no. No. No, I take that back. They've
1: done pretty good since then. Man. The They've screw, had a the, couple the of years. over
2: had... against the, the Rams was the last time their offense
1: was there. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the last
2: time their offense was
1: there. You know, I had a, I had a really good defense mechanism. We we was chatting about football when that happened. I'm pretty sure Brittany was pregnant with Gideon. I think when, so, yeah. Or had just had him. I can't remember if we lived here already or not. Because I, we went to see Under Oath when they were playing the Rams the first time in the actual season that year, and they yeah, beat them. Yeah,
2: so she was still pregnant with Gideon. Yeah. Because in the next season, I think they just straight up lost in the second round. The Saints did. but it's Because it's been a season. Because COVID, they didn't make the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs well, it, this past season? The COVID season? Uh
1: No. Nah, hmm. I don't know. They didn't go far either way. No, yeah, it, but they did it. Gideon it.
2: wasn't more, so it was the 2018-2019 season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So that that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, they they uh, they just like it's like they could never get their offense right. I mean, it's like what are you supposed yeah. to do though? I mean, they are their own team, and I don't know how market caps work, but it doesn't really matter. I don't really care yeah. to know. As a fan, I shouldn't have to know. But good yeah. luck to the Saints this year, I guess. Yeah, I'm, uh,
2: I'm kind of where I'm at right now with football. It's like, man, I just want to watch some interesting, fun football. I want to see certain guys succeed. Yeah. This is a lifelong Florida fan, Kyle Trask, Florida's quarterback, that I thought was going to take us. As, yeah, he took us as far as he possibly could. Sure. He's with Tampa Bay right now. He's a backup. He's getting a lot of praise from Brady. I'm trying to see him succeed, right?
1: Yeah. A lot of people want to see Garoppolo succeed too.
2: Yeah, so like more now. Hey, Garoppolo
1: did he went to the Super Bowl though, didn't he? A few years ago. Yeah, San Francisco. He might
2: be backing up all the old rookie that got drafted though, man.
1: Damn. I mean, so what? But still, he did he go. Still to, he, did, he still went to the Super Bowl for what it's worth. He did. He
3: got and slapped. got his.
1: He got wrecked at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he got <laughs> clapped. Yeah, he did. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but uh, who went this last year to the Super Bowl? I can't remember. Buccaneers, Chiefs. And the Buccaneers won.
2: Buccaneers won big. Yeah, I forgot. That was epic. It was. We were at the house for most of yeah. that, I think.
1: I remember now. That was epic. I can't believe- that feels like so long ago.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs>
1: 2020 was a long year, but this year has been pretty long so far, too. Because yeah. that was in February.
2: It does not feel like that. It
1: feels like it was two years ago when we watched yeah, that game. Uh, but, cameo from the Queen herself. Alright, yeah, so look, check this out. Uh, we said we were going to talk about it later, let's talk about it now. Conor McGregor, what's up, what do you think about him? I love, Listen, as a
2: guy who's not just diehard UFC, diehard keep up with MMA, I'm a wrestling fan, right? So I appreciate MMA, I appreciate UFC, I watch it from time to time, but I'm not diehard, I'm not crazy about it, right? But I love Conor McGregor. Yeah. Let me bring this back to you, as a wrestling fan, I love a good personality, man. And that's it, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor reminds me, And if if you didn't, if you never really watched wrestling, you're not gonna know what I'm talking about. But Conor McGregor reminds me of the amped up, real life version of CM Punk in 2011. Do you remember? Yeah, remember was The pipe bombs, pipe yeah. bomb CM Punk. That's yeah. what he reminds
1: me of. When he like was you, you would start to hear about him actually having in, like eter- internal battles with the company. Yeah. And his ass would still come out there, and the whole crowd would just be like losing it and it's like he's the anti-hero yeah you know? well it was like it was
2: like so kayfabe means fake it means story right like, right nothing he would like towards the end like every or not towards the end but in the middle of it because I mean, he still stayed like two or three years yeah. after, like in the middle of it all it like, kind it was like a contract dispute really yeah and created but like he he wasn't following
1: kayfabe like he would just get a mic and just talk and go in and what's and go, funny yeah, is they, they would, still
2: gave him a title man what's
1: crazy to me though and you know because he was so in it makes me you know they didn't just give him a title when he was on his final run, he held the title for like forever. It was like two years. And, listen, and they made yeah, a big yeah, deal about yeah, it. You know, that they right won thing. the title, right? So I don't even remember. Our,
2: I'll, I'll never forget this because it was one of the first few pay-per-views I ever uh, convinced my mom to buy. Yeah. It is it was, You're fine. Uh, it was him and John Cena. They had been feuding because John Cena is Superman and he's going to come save the day. Yeah, They were like, Money in the Bank pay-per-view is coming up. CM Punk's contract ends at midnight on Money in the Bank. If he wins the title, he walks out of the company with the title. It, so they all the pressure is on John Cena to win it. CM Punk wins it. He gets in the crowd, blows a kiss to John Cena, walks out, doesn't renew his contract, does not renew his contract because they didn't actually renew it for a couple of days after. Yeah. Doesn't renew his contract, so they they get, they uh, they they get another title, uh, you know, yeah. and they have a tournament to see who wins. It was actually the night Ray Mysterio won that on Raw, and then 30 minutes later they had John Cena beat him. Anyway, CM Punk renews his t- contract. They come back, clash. It was awesome.
1: Oh man, that's it was amazing!
2: Awesome, I'll never, I'll never forget it, man. That was the most real wrestling had ever felt.
1: As I go th- through life, like I revisit and start to watch, you know, keep up for three, four weeks, or you know, when back in that era in the Randy Orton, John Cena era. Oh yeah. During that era, I watched months and months. I probably watched for about a year yeah. or two. And so I caught up with a, But all it takes is about two or three weeks, and you're really? caught up on all okay, the main well, listen, drama. Listen,
2: you want to know this. Just you say you watched a lot in that era. You know, AEW, the new company, All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. They're a couple years old. They started, because you know, they had a Wednesday night show. Shout Dynamite. out to
1: Jason Galt. Jason Galt is big on AEW. I love
2: AEW. Yeah. It's so interesting. Listen to this. So they have a Wednesday night show, Dynamite. And then they have a Friday night show. They just started this past Friday, Rampage. Yeah. So one thing they do cool that WWE doesn't do is they're in cahoots with the other companies. And they're like, hey, your contract, you can go wrestle independent. You can go wrestle at TNA, which is now Impact. Right. So their main champ who's been in the Japan scene for years, Kenny Omega. He's, yeah. He's He was the like
1: the one of the first guys on there, wasn't yeah, he?
2: Yeah, he's the guy, right. He wins the AEW title. Then he goes wins a title in Japan. And then he was the Impact, you know, TNA, Impact World Champion. He's been feuding with the old man, Christian. You remember Christian? Yeah. Edge and Christian? Yeah. Well, you know, his his name he goes by now in AEW is Christian Cage. Friday night on Rampage, not even the main event, like the third from the main event. I'm sitting there watching. It's their match for the Impact title on AEW. Yeah. Dude, he hits his finisher on a steel chair when the ref's distracted, throws the steel chair in the stands, wins it, man. So Christian finally got, he's finally getting, like, yeah. a world championship. Which he he only got once in WWE for like five days. Yeah. So it's just you
1: know he's not that charismatic. He's very bland, or he was. Well, his but name's s-
2: Captain Charisma. So.
1: <clears throat> well, he yeah. he's like that stereotype douche, like well, kind of like how it's
2: all it's all on how they pushed him, man. They never pushed the guy to be yeah. what he was because he was he's my all time favorite.
1: Well, I think I mean if if Edge can be popping, then Christian easily. Edge is still yeah. popping. Dude. Yeah, he's popping I mean, right now. He's old as dirt. he's yeah.
2: he's still on, man.
1: Dude, I you know it's it's it, I go on and on for days about wrestling. I think well, good because I, what I was going to say we're coming back to Connor by the way. Yeah, we'll yeah, come yeah. back to yeah, Connor. yeah, yeah. But something I will say is pretty interesting about AEW is almost they're more along the lines of like, hey, we'd rather help out, and this is how it's been since I first heard of AEW. We'd rather support all these all the community as opposed <clears> to just <throat> trying to monopolize. Yeah. Them.
2: So Tony Khan, his dad is the owner of the Jaguars. um... He the Jacksonville Jaguars football team. They're both millionaires. He said, "I'm a wrestling fan. I want to start an alternative to WWE." What TNA was wanting to be in the beginning, just an alternative. Right. Hey, we're not going to compete with. Well, now they're basically AEW competing. Yeah, um, but they're like, "Listen, dude, go anywhere else. This is your home, but go anywhere else. Build these companies up." And dude, you might remember Dean Ambrose from WWE. He's going by his yeah, uh, yeah. his independent wrestling. I was. Wa- I want to say
1: I was watching the night that he came out. Probably. Just streaming it here. Yeah, 2019. So Jason, bro. I'm telling you, my boy, I said shout out to my boy Jason. Jason is really big on it. He's always talking to me about it. He wanted to go on a uh, trip to, I think, Chicago? hopefully he's still going. When yeah. CM
2: Punk's going to come back, I yes. want to go, I want to. Uh,
1: yeah, he said he's got tickets. Dream. Dude, you and Jason just need to link up and go together. I
2: saw him at Gideon's birthday with a Bullet Club shirt on. I was like, dude, sick shirt. And he just didn't, he was like, thanks man. He walked away, so.
1: Oh man. He, Jason. He probably didn't even think you knew. If he knew that you knew, I knew. Then he might have probably would have sat there and be like, oh yes, I this knew, is Jason. life. Jason's listening right now. I knew. Tyler's I knew. telling you, he's confessing. He said, I knew.
2: But it's all good. Anyways, back to it, man. Yes, dude, he just built... Because, like, there's nowhere else. Like, WWE, now they finally mention AEW every now and then. But, like, before then, man, people go and WWE doesn't push them because they have so much star power. They just die. Yeah. But now there's somewhere for them to go. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. it's just... Cody Rhodes... And Cody Rhodes is the man, dude. Dude,
1: I bet you... Listen...
2: And he was nothing in WWE.
1: Listen... They pro- he was he was a simp. He was a loser in WWE and He had
2: potential. Yeah. He had a couple runs like he, with his intercontinental title. I don't know if you remember this. He had like a mustache. He yeah. called himself Dashing Cody yeah. Rhodes. He oh he was
1: awesome. He he is Captain Charisma, if you he, ask me.
2: Well you know he was gonna retire. I think I told you this. Yeah.
1: Uh a couple
2: weeks ago in Dynamite, he was like taking his boots off, he was like announcing his retirement, he got attacked by a guy that WWE just released. Because they didn't have nothing for him, even though they just brought him back Who from is an injury. Who was the guy? Uh, his name in WWE is Aleister Black, but his name now is Malachi Black. Yeah. And he's he's a real deal, man. That's he's awesome. A real deal, dude.
1: Man. That's he reminds
2: dope. me of if like a heavy metal band was a wrestler.
1: Okay, cool. So he's pretty cool, man. If, heavy, if a heavy, heavy metal band was... Yeah,
2: dude. I don't know, man. You know that
1: WWE had that guy Slater...
2: Heath Slater. A little Redhead again? Yeah, yeah. 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 He, one came, man he, came, band. he came
1: with the uh the NXT guys, but that was Nexus. A, Nexus, that's yeah. what it was. Oh crap. You're good. I've been
2: hitting... I hit that mic twice. I time.
1: remember yeah. I hated Nexus, but dude, at the time, whenever uh what was them boys? All the three ones. We was just talking about John Moxley and the other two. Uh the shield. The the shield. Roman Reigns, Seth I Rollins, hated and Dennis. I
2: hated them too, man, until I got older and I was like I I appreciate like heels and baby faces and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, good guy's a bad guy. Yeah. And I appreciated it more and I was like, this was genius. Yeah.
1: Oh, of course it works but the, the only reason to think about it is, you know, what's really hurting and probably like, okay, it's what's hurting the the WWE is the fact that they're Brock Lesnaring, or, excuse me, they are Roman Reignsing Brock Lesnar. They're like, look, people will be so angry that they just will keep watching because they want him to lose. Listen,
3: Brock? Brock
2: Lesnar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brock hasn't been on really since the pandemic started much. I'm sure. He lost his WWE Championship, the WrestleMania, like right after the pandemic. I'll tell you who's hot. Roman Reigns. So let me tell
1: you. Is he popping now? Let me tell Mind you. Me, I had a so, full yeah. disclaimer. I haven't okay. been watching.
2: So let me tell you. I know you have. So that's what I'm going to tell you, right? That's what I'm here for. So you remember back in the mid-2010s, really... Nobody liked John Cena because WWE was forcing him down everybody's throat. Like, you're going to like this guy. This guy is so hustle, loyalty, respect. You're going to love him. And everybody's like, nah, man. Whoever he's facing is who we're going to like because yeah. we hate him. Yeah. Well, that's what they did with Roman Reigns for four or five years. Yeah. Well, Roman Reigns, when COVID started, he was like, listen, I just got done with leukemia. I'm going to take break. Whatever. When he came back, instead of being this baby-faced superhero Superman guy, he was like, nah, I'm a douche. And I'm just going to do what I want. I'm a ten dude. Talk about he's, he's facing John Cena right now. They're about to face it Summerslam, and I hope Roman Reigns beats him. Roman I, Reigns is the biggest I saw that John, John said, listen, Cena came listen, back. Listen, listen. I didn't know
1: he was coming back to fight. Do you know
2: who's managing Roman Reigns right now?
1: <laughs> that guy? Paul, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. <laughs> of course. Brock Lesnar's advocate. <laughs> yeah. Right? Paul Heyman probably. Roman Reigns paid is the best thing them.
2: going on at WWE right now. I'm sure. Because like he's got this whole gimmick. he's the head of the table. You know his cousin you remember the tag team, the Usos? Yeah. His, they're, they're his real-life cousin. I think that all those people are related
1: to The Rock, too.
2: So way. it's... Uh, all right. So there's a big family. The <laughs> yeah. Usos and Roman Reigns are related to The Rock. The Usos' dad is Rikishi. Remember Rikishi? Sure. He was in the 90s. He's their dad. He was a big deal. Uh, a guy named Yokozuna. He fought Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan in the 90s, right? They're, uh, the Two Brothers. All these people... From like the '70s, when like The Rock's dad was a wrestler, right? Yeah, yeah I, I watched a, a docu series on yeah. The Rock, but huge family line. Like they all wrestled. Remember Umaga?
1: Mm-hmm. Remember
2: Umaga? in like 2009, he died. That's their cousin. So it's a huge wrestling family.
1: But, yeah. Obviously, there's a
2: huge lineage. Like, yeah, it's it, yeah. That, that's probably the big one of the biggest wrestling families ever.
1: I'm actually surprised that The Rock doesn't own a piece of the WWE at I this had, point. I don't.
2: I've always thought about why doesn't he? Yeah.
1: I'm convinced at this point that like Vince probably Vince probably does own most of the company Listen, because like you don't hear about anybody being like yeah I have equity in,
2: yeah. in the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, this is kind of crazy. You said one of the podcasts I listened to. You might not remember this guy, uh, Jason. Might who knows? Uh, his name is Jeff Jarrett. He's the guy that started TNA wrestling in 2000s. Yeah. Uh, he was on and off with of WWE. So he talked about in one of his podcasts um, how in the 90s. Uh, When WWE kind of went into their attitude era, they were like, hey, we got this new thing called stocks in WWE, and everybody can buy them instead of a raise. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, like, everybody was buying stocks, and stocks all the wrestlers were buying stocks. And then uh, not only would Vince McMahon release those wrestlers, he would buy out their stocks. Oh, wow. He was like, so yeah, I had all this money in stock. Vince McMahon comes to me and offers me money I can't refuse.
1: Yeah, like buys like double yeah. pays double. He's like, it.
2: I can't refuse that. He takes us and then he releases he fires me, right? And so it was just like what? Uh but yeah, no. I'm ready for him to retire and triple H to take over. Triple H uh Paul Levesque is his real name. He's been running NXT for years and it's been great. Yeah. Until Vince McMahon has come in, I kinda Man's just old man. Talk about somebody who's kinda out of it.
1: Yeah. Out of the loop. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with now. Senile. Yeah, I
2: mean he's like eighty. Dude's been doing, still could beat both of us up. Have you ever seen him?
1: Yeah, jacked, dude. I mean he's been he's been old since I was young. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean
2: I, I've been young since he was old. Yeah, hey, hey,
1: <laughs> Conor McGregor. Yeah, uh, There's so, about
2: four people that are gonna enjoy the last ten minutes. Well, no, that, that'd be. A, <laughs> I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna put that in the the notes. I'm gonna be like, look, we're talked about WWE for a little while. I'm hey, let everybody know
2: we can do a whole. Whole episode on just that. Anyways, Conor McGregor, I love him, man. I love his personality. I love what he brings to the table. Listen,
1: uh, listen, I'm about to I'm about to crush your dreams. When he, when I'm, he was, I'm really about to hurt hurt your feelings. When he was
2: ragging on an old boy about his wife. That was Listen,
1: awesome. dude, that's also awesome, he says. Listen, dude, he told. Okay, I'm just gonna lay out a little scenario. This is one one thing. Conor McGregor, after the fight. Somebody said something, uh, and uh, Khabib, who we most people who know who Conor McGregor is knows what happened between him and Khabib. If not, you should YouTube it. uh, Stay in the loop. Stay in in the loop. (laughs) It's a big deal. You you could actually look up a documentary called Location, and it's Location spelled with a K instead of a C. Watch it, and it is literally like the entire encompassing of what happens during that fight. It's worth watching. Or oh, cool. before and after, it's like a two-hour doc on the whole thing. You should oh, watch sweet. it. You yeah, enjoy it. I think I will. Uh, but says the guy who's not going to watch it. <laughs> no, I'm just
2: kidding. I'll watch it anyway. Uh,
1: but no. So he tell Khabib replies to Dustin Poirier and says on Twitter, and you know says good always defeats evil. Yeah. You know something. Something. Yeah. Basically yeah I saw Yeah. And then Connor replies with, "Uh, so good." COVID. Oh, I, I saw. Father this. evil. Yeah, it was. Khabib, for those of you who don't know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, whatever however you pronounce his last name, he his father passed away. His father, who was like his his right hand man, like his, it was his his idol, was his father. Yeah, and these a very different kind of people than us. They grew up in a completely different society than we live in. Yeah, like his father was a big deal to him, whatever. And Connor. Just distant because he he died less than a year ago. Yeah, be pretty much retired because his father died. Yeah.
2: So here's my opinion on that. That's a little too far, right? That's too far.
1: Okay.
2: All right. In the wrestling world, I'm gonna take this back real quick because it's what I know, man. You remember when Eddie Guerrero died? Yeah. When Eddie Guerrero died. Uh, One of the first feuds out of Eddie Guerrero's trap, I mean, Eddie Guerrero was loved. He had a huge wrestling family. Rey Mysterio and him were cousins. I think it was his uncle. Anyways, the first feud they had was Randy Orton versus Eddie Guerrero. And the whole thing was Randy Orton was like, his persona was, I'm a legend killer. I kill the legends, Yeah. Well, he was like, he he comes out like a few weeks later, and he's like, I didn't have to kill this legend. He OD'd himself. But he had permission from the family, right? So... If this was kayfabe, right? Guess, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, dude. Well, see, Randy Orton went on record a few weeks ago on a Kurt Angle podcast. He was like, I was not comfortable with that. But Eddie Grove's wife said Eddie would do anything to further a storyline. Yeah. He was so, you know. But anyways.
1: Eddie was uh, a wild man.
2: Yeah, man. Um, but anyways, all that to be said, if this was fake, you know, if this was a wrestler, I'd be like, dude, Conor is the
1: man. Oh, man. Absolutely. But it's a little much, dude. Yeah. Like right, if right. you knew for a fact that these guys were drinking beers out back, like dude, we are selling Exa- this. Exactly. With each exactly. other's wives like, oh, man, there the and stuff. Yeah. Is, yeah, no. But that is that is not the case. Listen. I, there's listen, a line. Listen, I have to tell you, there's more. Okay. So Khabib does a a podcast with Mike Tyson. Hasbullah. <laughs> with Hasbullah. No. Uh he does a uh Hamdullah uh Who's the kid with Hasbulla? Hasbulla, yeah. Who's the other one, though? I don't know who the other There's one is. There's another one. They like feuded. Anyways, go ahead. He, he does uh, a podcast with Mike Tyson. He does a podcast with Mike Tyson. Great podcast. Solid episode. Uh, Khabib said the only reason he hasn't gone on Joe Rogan yet is because he wants his, his English to be better. Like, yeah, he's he called Kith
2: with Mike Tyson.
1: Yeah, Kith with Mike Tyson. Uh, <clears throat> he goes on this Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson And he, you know, of course, they they give him a good 20 minutes of Conor McGregor questions. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, they're about to get this shit out of him. Mind you, Khabib, looking at him, side note, Khabib looking at him, he's definitely put on at least 25 pounds. Like, he has been like, yeah, bitch, I am retired. I'm rich, and I'm helping out my homies. That is all he's about right now.
2: It's a
1: life, though, man. Absolutely. With that being said... He goes on there and he says that he thinks that Connor, you know, obviously he's like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't just trying to shit on Connor. They asked him about it. He he told it exactly how he thought. He didn't say too many words about it. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. obviously has no respect for Connor McGregor. Yeah. But and he said something along the lines of, I, I don't, that these things don't bother me. He said what bothers me more is the fact that someone feels that way. It's like that you feel like you should, you have to say something like that for whatever reason. It's like I want, I would like for you to have be, you know, more at yeah. peace wherever yeah. you are than being like, why are you that? To, you know the power and the potential you have, yeah. to and the reach that you have, and you're saying something like that. That's crazy. Like you just, like you sound lost. And he basically, you know, go look it up yourself. Read it. It's you can read it real quick. All the intelligent things. Conor McGregor gets on there, and they're almost like opening a window for Conor McGregor to like you know, feel a little bit of vindication. Yeah. Well, instead, <laughs> instead, because Connor's in a bad spot, you know, it's like he's, he's in California. I mean, he, obviously he's a, a millionaire. He's not in that bad of a spot, but he's bro- broke his leg. He's lost to the same guy twice. He made, showed his ass a bunch of times. Like this is a moment for him to not necessarily, he doesn't have to reply. Come back down to he him. doesn't have to reply to this. He could just shut up and just keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. Focus on his thing. No, he says, I want to eat his fucking children. Conor McGregor t- tweeted, "I want to. And this is a quote. I want to eat his fucking children." And he was basically like, "He's a rat, just like his dead father." Blah blah blah. blah. Like all this, like it's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing, dude? Just shut up!" Like all like you people. Same thing with Trump. <laughs> it's the same thing with Trump. Like quit tweeting. All you have to do is stop tweeting. I put your phone down. I- he said, I, "I want to eat his effing kids." I can't believe he said that, dude. I would be so scared to say it because that's how people—that's how people kill you. Yeah, yeah. That's what—that's what he says after the after could be could have been way more heinous on him because listen, this recent spat is literally child's play compared to what Connor. Well, no, him saying he wants to eat his effing kids. It's is, is crazy. But like all the stuff that happened before this, back when they were fighting, there was a brawl in the arena after they fought. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like, there was, was a fight like- in the, Khabib's people, Khabib jumped out of the ring and went to go fight this dude named Dylan Dennis. Jumped out of the ring and just started like swinging. And all of Khabib's people got inside the, the cage and started trying to jump Conor McGregor.
2: Nah.
1: And just popping him from all different directions. <laughs> Bam. And you know, all of them boys can fight. I that. I all of them that can fight. Now. Yeah. And it was like, what's crazy though is like, all these dudes got in there and the only people that were protecting Conor McGregor was security. It's like where is all of Connor's boys? Like they should have been there. They were there when he was throwing the dolly through the window at the bus. I
2: remember that. You know the mo- the most memorable Connor McGregor fight I'll ever remember in my life, though. I think. What's that? It Was when me, you, Brittany, and uh, one of y'all's buddies went to Buffalo Wild Wings. We were oh, there for man. about four and four. Yeah, and a half because
1: hours. Conor McGregor was the goat that night. Yeah, he. Well, he, he
2: we were there for, like, what, four and a half hours? We, yeah. had, we had. I remember my check alone was, like, 50 bucks because I got, like, nachos, drinks, wings. I was like, this is one of the best nights
1: ever. Yeah, I a you, weren't even buy, you weren't even buying beer. No. <laughs> it's yeah, like y'all
2: oh, <laughs> I can't imagine how much y'all checks. But But I was like, man, oh, man, we're going to get three or four rounds of a good. Nah, man, Connor goes in there and just decides to end uh, Cowboy's life,
1: man. Yeah. I'll yeah. never
2: forget that. Exactly. I just, I'll never forget that because I was so, like, disappointed because. How, but I was also like, man, that was awesome. That's the beauty of something like NNA, dude.
1: Yeah. Man. Okay, here's one for you. Here's another one regarding Conor McGregor. Okay. Daniel Cormier is a fat mess. Getting into worse condition by the day. God bless him. Show up drunk at media events the very day before he was in the booth calling my fight. Drunk at a media event working? The day before being a commentator on the biggest fight in history? It is a sackable offense for a commentator to be drunk at a press, at press work the day before commenting the big fight. Dreadful. Get it together. Belching in the mic at a press event and, and all. What the fuck? The day before com, commentating a, fu- commenting a, the, the big fight. Is this guy serious? Disgraceful. Your back situation's just mental too. Your back situation's just mental, too. Your weight and the way of life is abysmal. And now, drunk at work the day before, you commentate a McGregor event? Pitiful. Congrats, John, on his head-kick KO anniversary over you. Good John Jones beat Daniel Cormier before he became a commentator. Uh, Good always defeats evil. Wasn't sure you were evil. Fakes. So and this is uh tweets that were all back to back. Those were all mo- three tweets is all that. And it was all back to back and they were deleted.
2: You wanna know my opinion on that? When I'm done. Okay.
1: Now Connor is mad at Connor is mad at Daniel Cormier because Daniel Cormier said that Connor needed to get help. Yeah. And he which is re- a
2: justifiable thing to say.
1: Absolutely. And and he is a media personality now. Yeah. Daniel Cormier is. So it's one of those things. like He's obligated to talk about this stuff because Connor is the hottest topic in, in the sport. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was basically saying Connor needed to get help because of the stuff where he says Connor crossed the line with the tweets that he had for Khabib. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Which is standard. A little bit over the top. Yeah, so I, I can't find the, the quote here. But, uh, there was a, a, t- a moment there where, uh, Daniel Cormier more or less said back to Conor McGregor, he was like, hey, look, you know, you can be as mad at me as you want, but you don't need to be worried about me. I was like, I, I, yeah. all I am as a commentator, you need to be worried about those boys in there kicking your ass every time you get in the ring. Yeah. It's like, cause you've won one fight in the past five years, and you're the, still the biggest <sighs> name in the sport, so you're turning a little bit more into a circus act every single time you get in the ring.
2: It's crazy to think about, he's only won one, dang.
1: He has won one fight in the past five years.
2: How many times has he fought?
1: Uh, let's see. Since so twenty sixteen. I'm trying to remember who the last per- the last person he beat was I think Chad Mendez. Okay. Okay, not that wasn't the last person he beat. He beat he Chad Mendez, won. and then he went out and he fought uh Floyd.
2: Yeah, he lost to
1: Floyd. And then he lost to Floyd, and then he then he fought Khabib. Nobody
2: won that Floyd fight, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's... Okay. Anyway, so then he lost to Khabib. Spoken like a real Connor fan.
2: Well, uh, no, I was rooting for Floyd back then.
1: Oh, I gotcha. Anyway. <laughs> uh, then he fought Khabib, and obviously we know how that turned out. He lost that fight. And then the first fight he had back after he fought Khabib was against Cowboy. And he beat Cowboy. And then he didn't fight again until he fought Dustin. And then he didn't fight again until he fought Dustin, which was only six months later. Okay. So, but... I mean, that Chad Mendez fight, that Chad Mendez fight, well, I'm trying to think now. Because he, well, think about this. Even still, if you go far enough back, before he fought Chad Mendez, he fought Nate Diaz. He won that fight. Yeah. But the fight before that, he lost to Nate Diaz. So he lost to Nate Diaz, won to Nate Diaz, fought Chad Mendez, Then he lost, lost, won, lost, lost, and then now here we are. So that's a lot of losses. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, to be to be who he is. To be the guy who is this most prolific. When you think character. of UFC,
2: you think okay, so I take it like this eight six, eight years ago, it's gone in ways. When I was little and I thought of UFC, I thought of Chuck Liddell. Right. Yeah. When I got a little bit older and I was like, Man, fighting is awesome. And I had UFC, I thought of two people, Rampage Jackson or Brock Lesnar. Right. The past five to six years conor mcgregor that's all you think about now obviously me know I little bit about my man but but you know like like john john ball jones like, yeah he's, he's yeah. good too but yeah. conor mcgregor is UFC.
1: See, and what's crazy to me obviously different weight classes have different yeah. stories you know what yeah, i'm saying it's like absolutely. you've got heavyweights who have way less fights than anybody else but for some reason if they get like three three wins in a row it's like yeah. they're the gods of the, yeah. the land uh it's easier, for, I feel like, for heavyweights to get their names etched into the uh, yeah. the wall of forever. But John Jones was a light heavyweight. John Jones has still to this day not lost a fight, and he's been fighting for like the past decade in the UFC.
2: Yeah,
1: like like. When I first started watching UFC fights, now mind you, I knew a little bit about it beforehand, but when I first started watching them almost like religiously, like we'd try to catch the pay-per-views, okay, not even close to the way I watch it now, we had two people we watched, mm. we watched, uh, it was, I want to say it was, th- well, really, when we first started watching, Anderson Silva was the guy that we were into. Yeah. We like Anderson Silva. And then it was John Jones. And I was like, John Jones is the shit. And this was back then. Like, back, when we were like, yo, this dude's the truth. When he got his belt, when he first won the belt, we watched that fight. Like, we paid for the, the pay-per-view to watch that fight. Not, you know, <clears throat> not that we steal him now or anything. But, you know, uh but we paid for that fight. And, um. Uh, so it was John Jones and then eventually you know of course the Diaz brothers they were tight they were yeah. kind of cool but then it came down to when Ronda Rousey started popping Ronda Rousey was popping and we were yeah. like, "Hey, like this chick is badass." You know, like I'm not saying I didn't watch any fights between them, but it was not that big of a deal. But Ronda Rousey's kind of what got us it, back into it and right at the same time was Conor McGregor. Yeah. It's like when Ronda got the belt and we started watching all those fights, and you started hearing about Conor McGregor and whenever Conor McGregor came around, it's been the Conor show ever since then. Yeah.
2: Well, cuz I mean, I remember Rousey coming around, it was like this this is it and then she got beat. And obviously, she went and did her thing in wrestling. But uh, yeah, yeah. never no, since then,
1: she did something in wrestling.
2: She had a, she had a few huge fights, man. Yeah, and of Kurt course Angle. she did. And Kurt of Angle. course she has. Listen, a huge her fight. and Kurt Angle teamed up against uh, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. She had like she may have been in like two WrestleMania. I think her and Rock teamed up.
1: Uh, yeah, you know how much money it costs to have see.
2: her? <laughs> I she bet probably, it might. Well, so, I mean, she, let me see. She held the women's championship. She beat Ric Flair's daughter, who is like the epitome of women's wrestling at this point. Yeah. You know I mean? She beat her like three times.
1: Yeah. Like, and they're like, probably like, like, we, like but we promise, we, promise we, we promise when this is all over with, we're gonna give you the belt back because we and know you'll still it, be here. See, and
2: that's how it that's how it was. When yeah. Ron, before Rhonda got there and when Rhonda left, it was like Charlotte, you know, these let's just say four women are they are the best ever. But yeah. when Ronda was there, it was like these these are ants. Yeah. Because I mean, she's the baddest woman on the planet. Even in kayfabe fake world, right? Yeah. she's the baddest one because she is. There's yeah. no denying it, right? Yeah.
1: You know she could actually exactly. beat those girls
2: out Okay, let's put it back. This you're not going to put John John Jones into a WWE ring and have Rey Mysterio beat him. You're just not. That yeah. wouldn't happen. Same with Brock Lesnar. That's why he's such a enigma when he comes. Is because in real life,
1: he's busting you up. He's yeah, breaking your neck. He's yeah. getting you to the ground and fucking you up for sure. Like he's a he is a wrestler.
2: Yeah. I will say this one of the craziest things I ever saw happen um, in WWE I'll never forget it, was Brock Lesnar's you know he's, he's in the ring and then Paul Heyman. you hear Rey Mysterio's thing going out. "Oh, here we go he's about to get killed freaking Rey Mysterio walks out Kane Velasquez walks out yeah, right yes. that was cool man that was short
0: dude co- it co- like a COVID dream. ruined it
2: COVID they had a match or two I think
1: yeah, but, but that's but it could I don't think I think so that's much. why he didn't stay with yeah. because of the fact that it was like this isn't gonna work. They had a lot of things going on oh, they and they probably could not afford 2019 it.
2: Twenty nineteen was a good year and twenty twenty looked like it, because Edge won the Royal Rumble. Like it was gonna be he returned every night. I don't know years. if you
1: remember though that whole scenario with the Royal Rumble that had been done before with him. They had done that before with, with him. With Edge? Where he was injured, retired or whatever, and he came back at Royal Rumble. And then he won.
2: No, so he had not retired.
1: But uh, listen, I feel like we talked, we had argued about this before. Problem, but listen, or I've argued about it listen, with somebody. Listen,
2: when you talk about, we're going back to wrestling, I promise we'll get on to another topic in a minute. You're fine. But, this is good. But uh, when you talk about wrestling, and as sad as it is, there's only so many scenarios you can make up. One of the best scenarios is, I've been injured for six months. I'm going to come back to this huge match and win. This is one of the biggest matches of the year. 2008, John Cena came back, won it. Right, Uh, 2011, no, that was Alberto Del Rio. Uh, Different people have, like, come back from uh, injury, and that's, like, their moment to shine, right? Mm -hmm. Or that's the moment a lot, that's when AJ Styles debuted. Like, that's the moment a lot of big stars debuted, right? right? Uh, Edge won the, Edge didn't win the Royal Rumble that year. He did win his WrestleMania match, and then he had to retire. Um, But uh, he won the, yeah, he got injured from like a neck injury yeah. which is what ended up retiring him and he came back and won Royal Rumble and I like, want oh, 2000's like ruthless aggression like somewhere between oh five and like 2010 I really can't I can't remember the I think it might have been
1: 2010
2: I think it was 2010
1: the main event was the annual 30 co- competitor Royal Rumble match which featured wrestlers from all three brands Edge the 29th entrant won yeah. the match by last eliminating John Cena yes god that was so long ago yes dude. I can't even believe that. Yeah, cuz I remember watching that. They were paying for that. No.
2: No, cuz no. WrestleMania 27 was the first paper.
1: Oh, uh, Edge explains the difference between his 2010 and 2021. When he showed up, when he showed up in 2010, it was a big deal because oh, people yeah. were like, "Oh shit, we thought he was gone." Yeah. Like I remember- but he hadn't
2: announced his retirement or anything. Mm-hmm. He was just like, it was just like he's hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, that's all, the difference. This, I'm, dude, I'm thinking back to then. Yeah. I was only so interested at the time anyway, but I remember that being such a big deal that he came back because I watched the next day. Because well, he's I watched huge. Raw the next day.
2: He's one of the biggest... I think about like how Jeff Hardy's loved by even people that are, have only very casually watched wrestling. They're like, oh my God, that's Jeff Hardy. Same with Edge, dude. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about Jeff Hardy, but I've never met someone who doesn't like wrestling that doesn't uh, like
1: that. Him. That was the, their heyday... Like the big, their yeah. big moments, uh, they got popping like, or they started to fade away. Right when I got back into wrestling, and in, faded bro. when the John Cena and the Randy Orton,
3: yeah, drama. Was See going. Jeff Hardy won because
1: it. CM Punk was like, uh, like was I don't want
2: straight edge, long hair. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy beat CM Punk. It was I, I'll never forget. It was an episode of SmackDown beating for the World Heavyweight Championship or WWE Championship, one of them, and then if not long after it was released for the last time because he knew drugs and he showed up in TNA. Yeah, um, they didn't give get. They're a like, chance. hey,
1: <laughs> we we set, we provide meth in the yeah. back room. <laughs> Just yeah. pull up, family.
2: He <laughs> said, "Dude, well, listen. Have you ever heard of Victory Road 2011? No. Just look it up on on your on your laptop right now, and I want you to read what it, if it. says look up Jeff
1: Hardy Victory Road. Okay, look. I'm about to look it up. Okay, so uh, I found I found uh, an article. I don't know how long ago this was written, but it says Jeff Hardy and Sting incident hitting rock bottom in, in in TNA. And it says uh it was apparent quite immediately that something was wrong with Jeff Hardy. His music played out in the arena and a considerable amount of time passed before he appeared through the curtain, 45 seconds to be exact. Hardy always had an aura about him and how he moved, but this wasn't the charismatic enigma being the eccentric, his being his eccentric self out there. He was too offbeat. So yeah. you, you apparently have a first hand so, experience.
2: Yes and no, because uh, the the podcast I've been two of the main podcasts I've been watching lately yeah. are podcasts with a guy Eric Bischoff who yeah. uh, ran TNA, he ran WCW uh, when it was you know huge. Right. And then Jeff Jarrett, who was the creator of T so I've I've gotten here, you know, both and just other stories. Tina signed Jeff Hardy, knowing, "Hey, he's not in rehab. Uh, he is a drug addict. He is still an alcoholic. Yeah. But he's Jeff Hardy.
1: He's going to bring. Yeah. He's going to bring in fans. He ain't got nothing else to do.
2: Yeah. So it was him and Sting, and you know, Sting is. I mean, he's been, he's been in business forever. He is a veteran, right? Yeah. And it's like they said. So in the podcast I listened to, they said Jeff Hardy was like still in his locker, like a hundred yards away from Gorilla, which is where they stepped to walk out. Right. And you know, says so music played, and nobody saw him, and he kind of stumbled." In there, and uh, Eric Bischoff says when he, Sting realized what was happening, and then everybody else started to because he was, they said he was, and you can look at the video, he was so drunk, oh. he didn't even, like, I mean, like, couldn't even stand, he was just like, he's like sitting on the turnbuckle, like, falling down over um, his, oh his, my god! Because he did all, always did his face paint. He always had full face of paint. Yeah, it looks so bad, right? You know, this uh, well, so Eric Bischoff goes down there and it's like yada yada yada, making it seem like you know it's supposed to look like that.
1: Yeah,
2: he's like this guy can't even walk. He's not your champion. Yada yada. So then the match starts and Eric Bischoff tells Sting he's like pin him, you know, now force the pin. Yeah. So this it's crazy because like if somebody wasn't know wrestling was real and then they, or they thought it was real and they saw this they'd be so confused because. Uh, Jeff Hardy goes to throw it because he's so he goes to throw a real punch. Like, yeah, he, he's like, all right, match time, you know. So he starts the match. He goes to throw a punch. Sting doesn't even hit like his finishing move. He like kicks him in the chest. Jeff Hardy kind of like you know sells it like he's supposed to, and then Sting just throws him down with all of his might, puts all of his weight just on Jeff Hardy's neck to where his shoulders can't get up, and he's kicking out like he's trying to you know, kick yeah. out. A, but the ref knows too, so they just count on to three. Sting walks out, and then he was released right after that. Everybody, it was just crazy because it was like,
1: "Oh my!" This guy God. that
2: everybody loves shows up. Wait, when you get a chance, just watch it plastered. And so, you know, who was supposed to win? I don't remember if they said who was supposed to win. I want to say Jeff Hardy, but because I remember it wasn't for a title. It was just for it was. Epic. That's a huge that's match.
1: Yeah, that's epic as fuck.
2: And, and then it gets just ruined, just absolutely ruined. Dude, he showed up plat, and then after that, he, went on, he was always like, you know, that was my rock bottom, whatever. But ridiculous, man. I remember them; say, they were saying on podcast, they were like, "We've
1: just never been more disappointed." They were of like, course. "Because this is, you know, dude, that reminded every one of their fans of their parents." Well, and all <laughs> yeah, everybody who was this diehard Jeff dude, also Hardy, also like CNA
2: has always been on the fritz up until the last yeah. couple years. They've always just. Sucked.
1: Yeah. It's like if you were watching that shit, dude, can you But you've got Sting and Jeff Hardy? You've got something. Yeah.
2: So your diehards are like, oh my gosh, yes. Your WWE fans are like, what Jeff Hardy's back against Sting who we never gotten to see
3: because we didn't get to watch it. And then you get
2: that. (laughs) This is just so crazy. Oh man, that's so sad. I know. And they didn't come back for like two or three years.
1: And now when he came back did he come back to the WWE? No, or so did this happened like even further back. He came
2: that? back, I want to say he came back in like 2013. He came back and he just did his thing in Impact, what, TNA. Yeah. And uh just yeah. did a bunch of crazy stuff. You can go look up like uh you got Dark Knight play. I like, forgot. It looked to, like I swear to god, I thought it the looked Kyle like was like there were some but um um he did thing in did a couple things and then in 2016 Matt Hardy started a new character called, like, Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. And you can go look in that. It was, just from, like, a, a standpoint of a fan, it was awesome. And him and Jeff, and that's when they eventually got the call to WB. It's Yeah. Jeff's still there, but he's what he's a term wrestling fan, or, you know, people in that business use called jobbing out. Yeah. Which means he's not doing anything important. He's just there getting a paycheck. But Matt Hardy's with AEW, so. Yeah. They all kind of made it,
1: you know. I mean, they're old as crap. Yeah, they're good now. They've been around since the
2: mid nineties.
1: Yeah, they. I feel like they. They're probably. I could be wrong, but like I feel like the Hardy brothers like have to work. Yeah, but
3: you know they what never
1: not. But it's like to me, I feel like they could have gone and done something outside at this. The way the world is now, well, Jeff Hardy's like a crazy good
2: uh, motocross guy.
1: Yeah ridiculously good, yeah. Apparently,
2: all of his injuries, like almost all of his injuries, were never in ring injuries. Jumping off a twenty five foot ladder onto the concrete, it was always fell on his dirt bike.
1: Those type of people are different types of people, though, dude. That's not those two. Expect both of those brothers are they're not like normal people that just go to become wrestlers.
2: Well, go look. You were mentioning this earlier when we were talking about them. You know, they started off doing backyard wrestling. Yeah. They built a trampoline. They took a trampoline and put plywood around it and, you know, the middle of it was the only thing that, you know, was trampoline. Go look at the way with stuff they were doing when they were 14 back then. Yeah. Killing each other. So they've always just been ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and that also, but that kind of, like, pays to understand, like, why so many people were like them. You know, certain, exactly. a you're pe- always going to get something crazy out of Middle of them. America people who have like kids that like their backyard has a trampoline in it and they're not like, uh, out playing soccer or yeah. sports. You know, their parents aren't like, don't have them in book club. Well yeah. guess what? They're hanging out with their other hooligan friends and they're, Doing crazy shit on the trampoline. Yeah, I can do triple backflips and kick somebody in the head. You know, let me do it all at yeah, once. Yeah, well, what
2: Jeff Hardy does that in. A, yeah, yeah <laughs> as a
1: forty-year-old man, you know, this is, <laughs> well, this is the
2: last thing I'll say, and then we can get off topic of wrestling. But if you True. are not a wrestling fan and you're like, you know, I want to get into wrestling, one of the matches that I would say go watch is Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy in the WWE and I Quit match. And this is actually Matt Hardy up quitting. Ridiculous, dude. The match ends with I don't want to spoil too much. But the match ends with. Uh, Matt Hardy tied to a table, stacked on top of four other tables. Oh. And Jeff Hardy is on a 25-foot ladder. And they put the microphone on. He's like, I,
0: I quit, I quit, I can't do it, I
2: quit. Yo, they you want know, talk about killing each other, man. That's crazy.
1: And he jumped? No, I, I
2: can't remember if he jumped.
1: Oh, he had to have
2: he jumped. He had to have jumped. What? You know how... To- He's like, F you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, I, honestly, I want to say he jumped. The music I starts playing, remember. like, right when he jumps. Well, because, yeah,
2: hey. well, yeah cause he said, you know, I quit, I quit, and <laughs> the match is over, right? I think he had, he had to. It was like 2009, so.
1: The suspense would have been good, too, though, because it's like, at least he won. Yeah. But, man.
2: He had to have. I'll have to figure that out. He had to have jumped.
1: <sighs> well, I guess we can look that up yeah. at some point. We've but, been
2: on... We've, this is the longest we've ever talked about wrestling mean you Yeah, I
1: mean be. it's it's all good we're not even an hour in. So Oh, sick. Uh so since you brought it up and I, we can end it after this. Give me two more fights that you would say you have to WWE, watch or from the world of, professional, the world of wrestling. professional
2: wrestling. I'll go to WWE and then I'll give you just another
1: one. Um there's so many. I know. There's a lot. There's, there's so many. It was easy to say that because we were talking about those two oh, people. Yeah. But now, I'm okay. Thinking about so we else. brought
2: this one up earlier. This is another one I would just say, like, man. And, are we talking about watch this whole feud or just one match? Either or. Okay. So I would say I want you to watch, you know, the summer of CM Punk, and then the final match was Money in the Bank. John Cena, CM Punk. That match uh, will get you because it, it, you you just get you're so invested. Um, I would say. WrestleMania 31 was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. People hated both of them for the WWE Championship. Oh. Seth Rollins came in last I minute. I know
1: some people that are my age, they're sick to their stomach because you just said that.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, listen. Seth Rollins came in last minute, cashed in his money in the bank, made it the first ever cash in to be a triple threat match, and won the WWE Championship. That was an awesome, just a good match.
1: Yeah, smooth flow um, and like, yeah. chaos, but it Absolutely. worked out. Absolutely.
2: I'm trying to think of now. Um, anything with Drew McIntyre, Man.
1: he's on fire right now. Dude, there was a time when we were watching wrestling and the pay-per-views had Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, bur- see, I, I, burying the Undertaker alive. I, see, and that's awesome, but I didn't get
0: to, <laughs> I didn't get that to see that. That
2: shit
1: was insane, dude. I'm telling you. All I
2: could do is watch videos. On that, but I never get to was,
1: see that. When I was that young watching WWE, because I did watch it a lot when I was really young. Yeah. The whole, them having to come out and say that it's fake, like, that whole thing, got my parents, like, I don't know, like, my mom, like, cracked down on, like, okay, we can't watch this in the house anymore. I don't know why, because, look, my mom used to be super into, like, stuff that, like, American Family Radio, which, you know what I'm saying, like, uh and I'm not, like, saying that she shouldn't, you know, have had Jesus in her household or anything, I'm just saying, like, Sometimes they're a little bit over the top, like those Christian radio stations. AFR is yeah, yeah. it's a little bit over the top.
2: AFR is very right wing Christian radio.
1: Yeah, Yeah. which, like I said, I don't, I don't care much about the fact that. But the thing that bothered me the most, I do care, obviously. But for the sake of the conversation, me growing up, like we weren't allowed to play Pokemon. We yeah. couldn't, you know, we weren't allowed to watch Dragon Ball Z. Now, I don't know if it's because uh the dude from AFR Radio said that we couldn't. But I do know that they had a big campaign about the WWE. I know they had a big campaign about Pokemon. Pokemon was like, it's pocket demons. Like, you can't play with Pokemons because it's blah, blah, blah. And it was like, my family wasn't super religious or anything. But it was like, my mom, I think maybe she felt like she was kind of like a... Like, falling short on how to raise us. Yeah. So it was like, oh, maybe I gotta... She's, like, trying to overcompensate. And it's like, no, we're not really bad kids or anything. Like, we just want to play with Pokemon. Yeah. Or, or, you know, read Harry Potter or something. But I digress. But WWE, I watched it a shitload before they had that moment when it was like... They made the big thing where they're like, this is all fake. Everything about this is staged. I don't know. There was probably more to it than that. I think it was a, a legal thing.
2: Yeah, it was. Um... John Cena versus Rob Van Dam, two thousand six. I'm, I'm just thinking again. No, um, they had a match for the WWE Championship. ECW's first match ever since being bought by WWE. Uh, hardcore fans, they if Cena wins, we riot. We're all the signs, and uh, Rob Van Dam ended up winning. Crazy. Um, yeah, I was just sorry. I had Dude. to. I had to get that off my mind. Dude. We could sit here and talk all day about. You, from, you need to watch this. Are you f-
1: Are you familiar with what a smooth transition is? Yeah. Yeah, well, if you had to, like, give me uh, 25 words on the textbook definition of smooth transition, what would it be?
2: Uh, smooth transition is a transition that is just so elegantly smooth, you don't even notice we're talking about another topic.
1: I usually, when I try to do those things where people put you on the spot and they make you explain something, don't yeah. don't use the words they gave you. Okay. So, just don't say smooth. Explain it without saying smooth. An easy. Define something without using yeah. it to define it.
2: Okay, so a smooth transition is an easy way to slide into the next topic.
1: <sighs> I guess you're... Uh, what if we, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? What's, I, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. You are... You're not burying the lead, but you're saying the quiet part out loud.
2: What are you getting at?
1: Uh, Do you know who David Allen Coe is?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay,
1: Okay. so (laughs) David Allen Coe was a really, really popular uh, country singer. A really,
2: really racist country singer, yeah.
1: Yes, yes, okay. He was a really, really racist country singer. Uh,
2: He was popular.
1: Yes, but... Tennessee Whiskey? He was one of the... He was like... Let's just say that they had a starting five for those outlaws like the Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Hank. Wood. He was like this guy would be the six man. Yeah, was like, year. he was like six
2: man.
0: Yeah,
1: guy. I mean, at, at least to us in Mississippi, to, to my understanding, he was that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, David Allen Coe is also incredibly fucking racist. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm going to look him up here in a second, and they're going to be like, he actually wasn't racist. They're going to see some article where it's like, he wasn't racist. He loved, but like, no, he clearly had no respect. Like, people cracked jokes. People were young. They laughed at jokes they shouldn't have laughed at. They were insensitive. And we grow and we learn, and clearly we were having an awakening these days, what have you. But David Allen Coe made songs about murdering and and doing in very 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 disparaging songs about black people
2: and women and <laughs> women of color.
1: Yeah, really, really, just just foul.
2: No, this is all to let everyone know. This is all a part of a conversation Shane and I had when I first walked in.
1: Yes, I'm just, This is a precursor. Yes, the in case you didn't get it earlier. The smooth transition turned into a very chaotic brunt force that just pulled up and ran.
0: I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I know it's okay. My apologies are for you. You should apologize to me. It's for them. okay.
1: I'm sorry I can't be perfect. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Who? TikTok. Oh my God! Oh my just, God! Just, God. Just, oh my God! Just, that was joking. the best answer you could. have ever said. I
2: don't actually know who that is, but I know that song. It's Simple Plan. That's what oh. but that's great though because you said TikTok. Yeah, that's just like I've always heard that song, but it's it's been around on TikTok. Like, the irony. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't be perfect.
1: Dave Allen Coe is an incredibly racist man. Now. His lyrics are, he might be doubling back, that's fine, good for him. Yeah, he's old, so those are the people that, if they suck, then at least you know you don't have to worry about them for too much longer. But you, for any type of situation, I mean, you know, whoever you are. But you were telling me about an artist that apparently, I guess, is coming under fire for something? No, no, or?
2: no. So uh I'm going to pull the lyrics up here because I don't want to get anything wrong. This is an artist in the country music world, uh who has been around for a while. Um, not only has he been around for a while, he has been an artist that uh, I enjoy some of his music. His name's Eric Church. On my way here, I was listening to some country music. Sometimes I like listening to country music. Yeah. And this Eric Church song came on. He's he's known for a very, like, he's just got a real deep, soothing voice, you know, and he Springsteen, he sings, calm. Yeah. You know, his music's calm, most of it. Right, but it's good. It's, it's country. He's got country twang. This song comes on. The title's called Homeboy. I'm just going to read you some of the lyrics.
1: Okay.
2: You were... Intentional or unintentional, either way. Uh. You were too bad for a little square town with your hip-hop hat and your pants on the ground. Heard you cussed out Mama Push Daddy around before you tore off in his car. Here you are running these dirty old streets. Tattoo on your neck, fake gold on your teeth. <laughs> Got the hood here snowed, but you can't fool me. We both know who you are. <laughs> Homeboy, you're going to wish one day you were sitting on the gate of a truck by the lake with your high school flame on one side, ice cold beer on the other. Ain't no shame in a blue collar 40, little household little kid, small town story. I was hauling this hay on Uncle Joe's farm. Thought of us barefoot kids in the yard, uh, yada yada goes on. Uh, I keep you pretty busy with a hammer and nails. Ain't a glamorous life. It'll keep you out of jail. Uh, but yeah, what the hell is he just,
1: trying to do? Is he trying just, to like this relate? Song was
2: made in like two thousand ten. Damn, this isn't this is an older song. Yeah, I, it's never connected with me. <laughs> Really, the first verse, more, you were too bad, hip-hop pad and your paints on the ground,
1: gold on your teeth. Dude. What, do you realize, okay, like, even just from a songwriting perspective, like, that just sounds like shit. Yeah. But, like, let's just say, like, dude, why are you, what are you trying, who is he trying to explain? Describe his homeboy's cousin. I guess Does he have a cousin that's like white. That's like he out must. here trying to Malibu's
2: be? most wanted. Yeah, you know? he yeah. must
1: have. That must be what's going on. <laughs> that's a funny movie. He's got a real B rabbit out. Yeah, <laughs> B rabbit. Um, Not everybody can be B rabbit, bro. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I forget about that movie until I watch it. But um yeah, man, I just was listening. To that, so I gotta tell Shane. Because, like, David Allen Coe was like, hey, it's the 70s. I'm racist. I'm going to be racist. Get over it. This is like
1: 2011.
2: Yeah. And he's not, not many of his other music. It's like, most of other music is just like, let's drink. Yeah. You know, let's, let's
1: party as long as you ain't let's black. Let's drink. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you know,
2: let's drink. You love my life. You know, that stuff. Yeah. But that
1: is, I hate you because you want to be black. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Okay, so he's not being racist. What he's saying, okay, allegedly, he's not being yeah, racist. Yeah, alleged. He's making fun, or he's not, I don't know. It sounds like he's talking about his aunt who has cancer, but instead he's talking about his cousin who... Who is, who got, got, got the hood here snowed. <laughs> but can't fool him.
2: <laughs> oh. This is a little side note. I'm just watching, you got Dark Knight on behind you. Gosh. Great movie. Great movie. Excellent film. The Joker. Anyways, yeah, man. He is, whether it's intentional or not, it is one of the most racist songs I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Next to most Dave Allen Hey, customers. you know, it's possible that maybe that's just you. Maybe that's your fault that you think, maybe... Well, if it is, I apologize. I mean, you do have a really good tan, but you do have some white in you. <laughs> I got <laughs> some Caucasian in me. The rest is
2: all... Taliban. That's true. So
1: people do listen. So my whole life. You're closer related to Jesus than any of us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my whole life, people have mistaken me for like Mexican. Of course. North Korean. Hispanic. North Korean because it was funny. Be like, Ooh, Kim Jong. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I hated it. Like, you I, you never told me this. And, you never oh, told me about so this. Listen, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I kept it dark and depressed. If one of you guys is listening, I probably love you, but screw you, man, because, like, Mexican was one thing I finally was like, yeah, yeah, hey, say, I'm a cholo, man, you yeah. know, like, that's funny. You lean fun into man. it. But one thing I hated was, uh, what up, Kim Jong? <laughs> what up, Kim Jong? Okay. Where, the, where the nukes at, Kim Jong?
1: <laughs> what I want to know, what I want to know is, is the reason why it bothered you is because you knew he was such an evil man, or was it because, like, people were making fun of you because... For whatever reason,
2: yeah, people are making fun of me. I don't care. He could be a great person. Yeah. I mean, look at him and look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I well, you. and then finally, well, you clearly finally, don't finally, look like him. but... So I got, finally, it clicked. I was like, these people are ignorant. I was like, I just pulled off so many eyelashes. I was like, the people you that, have cancer. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh god, don't say that. I'm just joking. Uh, uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, the people that think I'm Mexican, like genuinely, are just ignorant. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. The people that are doing this are just doing it to mess with me. They're ignorant. Whatever. But all this to be said. That's like funny haha jokes, but the first time I told somebody I was Middle Eastern, it was like fear. Like, there were no jokes for the first, like, month after I started being, like, when people were like, hey, what actually are you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm wow.
1: a fucking sleeper cell. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out.
2: <laughs> I was like, Le- I'm, I'm, uh, a quarter, <laughs> a quarter Lebanese. And they're like, that's what? And I'm like, Mediterranean, M- Middle Eastern. <laughs> right? And so, like, so even now, some of my buddies all be like, "Shut up!" He said, <laughs> "He said, bomb," you know, something like that. Uh, oh, but I would walk big. past people in high school, and, like we all did. this. It was high school. It was jokes. But like, I would walk past some of my buddies, especially like, in the football locker room, and uh, I'd be like, Sup. "Man, I'd be like, y'all hear something?" Man, somebody be like, "Yeah, I heard Ali Walk bother." You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and one time I'll never forget this. One time they were all working out. I was the manager. Don't yeah. think I played, um, but I was working out, and one of the coaches was like. He's call me Fergie. He's like, okay. He was like, <laughs> he's like, show us the dance this while we get hyped up working out. just like,
3: <laughs> and I was just, was like, oh my
2: god, I know what to do. But uh, but no, all that to be said, man. We talk about races, and we bring this in like a lot of it was jokes. But I, I can't tell you, I have, there's been a few people I've been like, yeah, I'm yada yada quarter Lebanese, Middle Eastern. And like, there's like a little bit of like, what? so like, yeah, ta- ta- yeah. Afghani, Taliban, I, like, yeah, like ISIS. Like, what you mean Lebanese? What you mean Lebanese? You mean lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lebanese, like, like ISIS. Ferguson, you mean to tell me you've been a fucking woman this whole time? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, spit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, and most people are thrown off because they're like, your last name's Ferguson. That's Scottish. I'm you're like, I'm lying. lying. I'm like, He's yeah. a liar. I'm like, yeah,
0: man.
1: Then they even really think you're a spy then. They're like, oh,
2: my God. <laughs> He's lying to us. Well, that's like, I tell him, that. Like, no, man, my great-grandma had a mustache. Like, you
1: I'm Middle Eastern. Oh, God. Like, straight the up. hair is there, I the promise. Hair,
2: the hair is there. Shaved my back not too long ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I let, Steph- I let Stephanie shave it. Of course, kind of just wasn't. It was never your idea. No,
2: partially. Well, it was kind of because partially because I was like, man, I'm bored. You but would, I'm not going to shave my chest. I'm sh- not going to do that. You,
1: you would have never done it by yourself.
2: No, I wouldn't have. But I'm in the impossible. I'm in the
1: itchy phase right, right now. Oh It's not. It's I not only say bad. that because the only time I've ever really shaved dead. any of my chest or my back was because of a girl. So
2: you need. You know what's funny is <laughs> somehow your body hair got brought up the other day. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not here. Dude. I'm outside. It's between, cool.
2: <laughs> between me and mom, yeah. It was just so funny. I remember it because she was like, she was like, she said something. I was like, "What if Gideon is like six and he's got Shane's body hair?" <laughs> I was like, "He's gonna get so made fun of. We're gonna have to wax him like twice a week." It was just so funny. For those that don't know, Shane Shane produces back hair
1: and chest. Hair. Shane produces all the hair.
2: Like, I have bad back and chest hair. Yours is like if mine mated with a very fertile back.
1: Yeah, there's there's few spots of my body where I actually consider uh, protecting at all costs. But outside of that, it's a war zone. It's yeah. all here. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, just so I know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
2: I got way, you. Me know. Now,
1: what were we saying before we got to where we were at? We were saying something. I feel like we were talking about something pretty important. <sighs> Homeboy by Eric Church. Oh yeah, Eric Church and David Allen. I think we kind of made it to to, to, a little bit towards. You heard of Johnny Paycheck? Who's Johnny Paycheck?
2: We're not going to talk about him on this podcast. The most racist country music singer of all time. Yeah. If you want to do some research, trigger warning. I mean, it's worse than anything you've ever heard. But go listen to some Johnny Paycheck. It's awful. Nothing I ever can, I can't listen to it, man. It makes me uncomfortable.
1: See, this is the thing that I wanted to say about David Allen Coe. I heard that maybe he has like a whole like catalog of songs that like have nothing to do with racism. And like that's how they got him popular. But they were like, he's, he sounds just like all the other dudes and he's good and people fuck with him.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, let's get him to make some good songs. You know, like people with money were like, hey, let's, let's make some money off of him.
2: That makes sense, man.
1: It kind of makes sense, but it makes me curious though because like at the restaurant in Macomb, which I've 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 known this for a long time, and I always told myself if I ever needed ammo to try to attack Santa Fe and Macomb, I would use this. It's gone now, but uh, they had a David Allen Co. record on the fucking wall in the last little booth. It was David Allen Co. Every time you walked to the bathroom, you saw this big ass David Allen Co. I'm talking about every single person on the planet went through there and they saw and on the back of that record it had four different songs that were guaranteed I promise you that if any of those people heard that song any of those four songs mo- at least 80% of the people that came there would not come there anymore yeah they would be like there's no way they had a
2: good butter at Santa Fe
1: Dude, for the rules so, but um I don't think anybody that worked there or works there currently should be judged by the fact that, that record was on the wall yeah. I just think it's funny so, that uh, it uh, let's look at
2: one place. of his most popular ever songs it's called if that ain't country if that ain't country it'll Hairlip the Pope. he's talking about how country <laughs> he is you know yeah. you know daddy raised dogs and worked on cars it looked like tombstones in the front of our yard he built his house on a GI bill but it wasn't worth all he had to kill to get it you know well I mean, literally, he says the N word hard R in that song. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, I don't even want to give the context, but he's talking about working hard. Yeah. And, you know, he's working hard like that slur. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's one of his most popular songs. If not, I mean, besides, like, take this job and shove it, that's probably his I ain't most popular. Yeah. Stay down and co.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: So, besides that song, if that ain't country, it's probably his most popular. Now he's got like the ride, you know. Warren it's a long hard ride. That's a good one, but man. it's about him meeting Hank Williams Sr. in a car. Yeah, long story, but uh, um, yeah. It, it, that, that, like I said, that's like one of Homeboys one of Eric Church's most popular songs. Yeah. So we're just letting just a little bit of racist slip out in country. Every in between every Keith Urban song, we let just a little bit of racist slip out, just to let them know who they still are. You know. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a Darius Rucker, but we're going to take away a David Allen Coe. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We'll yeah. throw
2: Nelly into two of our songs, but we also have to use the M word in three. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. that's a trade off. I mean, it's, are, you just have to forgive our our people of the past. I think that's what they're trying to say. Not really. I don't. I don't think it has anything. I don't say our
2: people. I'm not claiming David Allen. Yeah,
1: no, I don't. He's, no, he's not Lebanese. Like, I'm speaking from their point of view. You're yeah. like, I'm in the
2: middle of I in the of but we hit David Allen Dude,
1: actually, look,
2: I tried to learn Arabic. Speaking of that, I yeah. tried to learn Arabic when COVID first hit. That's the hardest language to master right? yeah. to learn. But, oh, I can't imagine. I mean... Well, it's all like the, <laughs> like the... Like the pronunciations. Like even... I, I can't remember anything because it just couldn't stick. It was so hard. That's what she said. Yeah. So you know what else is a hard language to speak? What? Southern.
1: Hey. Like These colors run deep, bro. So,
2: I, I was able this summer to make, I would say, really good friends with a guy from England.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, he played soccer down here and he's dating one of... Uh, a mutual friend of one of my uh, sister-in-law to one of my friends. And so I saw him like once a week and like just the difference in things he would say and I would say, but we'd be having the same conversation to be like, man. And you know, so he's taught me words now. So like, you know, when I'm talking about, are oh, you such a bloke? You're a wanker. Yeah. You know, that's a little more Australian, you know, but, but then like, you know, when I say something, my like, man, you're, I don't know, a crap head. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's just little things like that.
1: You not like, nut.
2: Yeah, well, he was telling me. I was like, what's one of the most surprising things that, like, when you got here to the States, like, three or four years ago, you were just like, what? And he was like, mate. And he was telling me, he was like, I go to McDonald's, where I'm from. This is a bad British accent, but I'm yeah. sticking with yeah, it. Yeah, He was like, and I get myself a number one Big Mac and a large drink, and I'm full. I call him here, I get myself a number one Big Mac and a large drink, and I've got three meals. But he was just telling me he was like the portion sizes. He uh, was like, yeah. You don't understand how ridiculous they are. And like there was a few other things he was telling me about. Like, it's ridiculous. He was like, our large fry and their like he was like, if you, get, if you go get a happy meal, yeah, and you get that fry, and it's like, oh, well, this is half a handful, that's like their medium fry. Yeah. Compared to our, you know, baby fry. And he said it's just it's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. It's kinda cool though, I guess. Yeah,
2: I mean there's a few other things, obviously. I'm trying to remember.
1: Do they have COVID passports? <laughs> it just it goes straight to the outro. <laughs> it's like, do they have COVID
2: passports? It's just the Seinfeld theme song. <laughs> yeah, but, you need a really cheesy theme song. like our I, You know, we've talked about it. Hey, it's Shane on Organic Poison. Hey, it's Shane on If I could get the only poison. way I would
1: ever do that is if Richard Cheese would do it. I don't know if we've ever talked about Richard Cheese, but. Richard Cheese, Bill being, Murray? Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Oh get yeah. Get up, come on, get okay, down with the Okay, well that's like, listen, sickness. listen, I
2: saw a TikTok Open today. Oh, up your
1: heart and let it and, uh, flow into me. You
2: saying that, it was a song and- Why can't you
1: just fuck up and die and get down with the sickness?
2: Sorry. In like 19- Fuck you, I don't need this shit, get down with the sickness. In like 1995 or 1996. The Here number two- The number two hit song. Ready in the UK was Wonderwall. But yeah. not by Oasis. By this group, maybe. and the song was really like, but maybe you're gonna be the one that saves me.
1: Oh, wow. And
2: after all, woo, baby, my wonder Oh, wow. So, like, you could have that, and it was disgusting. It hurt my heart. That wasn't Richard Cheese, was it? <laughs>
1: You're my Wonder So let me tell you about this young stud that I had on the uh, show the other day. Is this the king of Facebook? The king of Facebook, yes. Yes. We were talking about him earlier. Shout out. Oliver. Oliver,
2: Oliver Holloway? Isn't that his name? Oliver
1: Holloway. If you're
2: listening, I watched your Facebook live stream that
1: made you blow up. Only a few people are going to listen to this. Only a few. A handful of people in the world that care. But uh, I'm... I, I'm trying. I'm going to try to convince him to na- to change his name to Ollie South because, because it sounds way cooler. He's than, the
2: king of the South.
1: Yeah, Ollie South. Ollie South.
2: Hey, I bet he but would at also, least
1: make it his nickname. I don't know if you know who Oliver North is. Yeah, Oliver North was a notorious yeah, government yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a CIA, drugs, stuff like that, like uh, uh, Pablo Escobar era, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Read about him. I just did yeah, Pablo
1: or yeah. Estrella Pablo. Uh, I've watched a lot of movies. No, I'm, I'm thinking chose. of
2: El Chapo. Never mind. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, so,
1: change his name to Ollie South. I, w- I would love for him to change his name to Ollie South. But anyway, we're work. I'm working on a song that we're gonna uh, do together. Me and him are gonna do this. Have you listened to any of his music? Nah. Oh man, this dude. I'm telling you, he is a national treasure. He is a one of a kind. He's got he's got the right attitude about things. We, what we need to do is we need to get this man some money, and we need to protect him at all costs.
2: Please donate Ali South.
1: <laughs> do not donate. <laughs> he to doesn't to have anything. Do not donate to Blue Sky Convenience Stores. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Do, uh, according, uh, I don't see. I'm scared to say anything like that. You know why? Why? Well, because I think I might. Get, I could get sued. Oh, forget what I just said. We love
2: Blue Sky Convenience Stores, but we love Ali South. Yeah, it's all good. King of Facebook. Ollie South, you don't know me, big fan. Just saw your stuff today for the first time. Huge fan, I would say.
1: Dude, look. So, check this out. I was sitting here. I was having a conversation with him. And, you know, he's 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 quick. He's quick to it. He got to talking about it. He's like, man, I don't even know what the point in whole being alive is anymore. Oh. <laughs> now, now, mind you. We talked beforehand. We talked afterhand. Look, the the man is thriving and and grinding. Obviously, we all have things that are going on in our lives, but he he posed a really good question. He's like, well, look at how crazy everything's going. It's like, what's the point? It's like, because for the longest time, I think that what has kept humans going, moving, is the fact that we felt like we've had purpose. And it's like, look at all the bad things that are happening in the world. It's like, if you don't attach yourself to, like, one of, like, a million things there is to attach yourself to, then you might find yourself in the situation where you're like, what is the point of still being alive? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I think that's where, for me,
2: I've probably mentioned it before, but, you know, I'm in the Christian ministry. (laughs) But... uh, you know for me I think that's where a lot of people hold on to religions and different things like that yeah. you know, like, I don't consider myself a religious person I consider myself a spiritual person that's neither here nor there I yeah. think religion is crazy but uh you know uh, <laughs> people hold on to, to you know their to their beliefs they've always had because like right now that's all you got man
1: yeah. Like
2: that hope is all you got you know but like the hope to change hope to make the world better you know like yeah i got hope in me because i you know i believe there's gonna be a brighter day but like some people don't have that man yeah and like if you don't have that and then all this is happening
1: yeah i i think there's been i think there's been like a a large uh like
2: suicide rate the past year and a half has been ridiculous
1: yeah and you know with people just in general i think there's been like a, a a boost in um Like people have been getting like we they somebody somehow throughout the past like two and a half I honestly would say the past decade because it has been boiling up but at least the past five six years like it's like that some something has been massaging every American at least every American has been getting their fight or flight muscles. Massaged. Because we yeah. all, for some reason, feel like we are in a position of fight or flight. Like it's about to be – we're waiting on that day. Like we. when I was a kid, I always waited for the rapture because I grew up in church. I grew up with family that was either ridden with guilt or paranoia, one or the other. And that is what made them always so adamant about being like we have to – focus on like getting right before the the rapture before god comes back and blah blah blah. and i'm like okay look when i got older i thought to myself i was like okay well let's just say that's going to happen well it may or may not happen within the amount of time that i am here you want to know
2: something man you mean we'll 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 talk from a christian spiritual standpoint you say people are always so scared and worried about the rapture oh man we're living in the end of times look how bad the world is we're living in the end of times We've been living in the end of times as a Christian. You know, if you believe in the Bible, you believe in the gospel, you believe in Jesus Christ, you've been living in the end of times since the day Jesus died 2000 years ago, 2021 yeah. years ago, right? Like, it's been the end of times, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, but like, we talk about the rapture, man. Christianity is not built off fear. Yeah. You will never suffice if your Christianity was built off of fear. Yeah. And so, like, this fear of the rapture. F- If you're going, if you go into church and you're a non believer and you're like, man, I I don't care, I want to hear, and you hear the rapture, you hear about, you know, not only just the rapture, but like hell and all these scary, you know, the scary things, because there are, there can be, you know, intimidating aspects. Yeah, yeah, it's scary, but like, I think about Revelation. You see people right now on Facebook doing like COVID and the vaccine and the mass of the market. Reading Revelation when the beast cometh. No, man, you're 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 fear mongering first off and that's not what christ is about right revelation is not a story or not a book about fear it's a book about hey triumph in what i believe because because i believe this one day there's gonna be better things right so like people are so terrified of the rapture right but like for me i'm not terrified of the rapture because i know when the rapture when this this rapture we talk about is coming it's like for me and for all christians like hey this is my time where like my work on earth is done My work on earth has been paid for and like, you know, I'm getting, this is my treasure. You know, my, this is what I worked for. Right. So like, man, the fear, I always say this, traditionalism has killed the church Yeah. and traditionalism has killed a lot of things. We can talk about traditionalism, not even in a spiritual aspect or religious aspect, but like traditionalism has killed the church as in, man, I remember being little, the only way people got quote unquote saved was when they sat in a church service at their granddaddy's church from no AC and. Old, old preacher man Danny got there and said, you're going to hell. You're going to burn. It's hot. Like, that's when I got quoted. You know, I was like seven. I was like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right? But, like, man, real hope and, like, real faith in something. And I know everybody's not, like, a religious person. But, like, a real hope and a real faith in anything, even if you're an agnostic, you know, you don't believe in anything, it should never be. It can't be built off fear or it's not. Then, what are you doing it for, right? Yeah. Then you're a slave. You're a mind mind numbed, brainwashed slave.
3: Yeah. If
2: it's built off, well, fear of this, if I don't do that. I mean, I think about this, like, people that have been brainwashed and, like, sex travel, like, women and stuff, like, their whole thing is, like, well, I have to please this person because if I don't, then this is the punishment. And, like, that's how a lot of, I know that's crazy kind of
1: no, comparison, no, but like, no.
2: that's how a lot of people think Christians are, like, well, if I don't please this guy, then this is my punishment. Like, that's not how it is, man. And I know that was sidetracked, but I was just thinking about what you were saying. Like, these older people and stuff, they're like, we got to get right before the rapture because it's going to get bad. Yeah. 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 The, I
1: mean, the, 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 the uh, there is a, uh, Fear Monarch is just crazy, man. There's a band called Zayo. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know necessarily. <clears throat> I don't know necessarily that their album was named based off of that particular scenario. Uh-huh. But, uh,. They were, they were, at one point at least, a Christian band. And they had an album called The Fear is What Keeps Us Here. Yeah. And I've always used that without knowing the full context of what the album is about, which I've listened to the album, but I just I don't know the lyrics like that. Like, yeah. I, I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, I yeah. No, know what you mean, I don't know. And, you know, mean. metal music is poetic at yeah. times. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I've always, every time I hear or, you know, think about certain scenarios where it comes to, like, uh, People who are super judgmental on people. Yeah. Because they, like, just because they don't understand what that person is, like, yeah, or who they e- exactly, are. Exactly, man. It's like a, that's one thing that has always been a quick defense for me when it comes to people like what's like transgender. And even when I was younger with like people who were gay,
2: you get angry at what you don't understand.
1: Yeah. And it's like, to me, I always thought it was weird. It's like, you know, why do people have such a problem with whatever this is? Yeah, man. And it's, like, to me, it's, like, I thought, especially as a young person, I was, like, to me, the, I, the concept of being gay was weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I yeah. like, that sounds pretty weird to me because I'm not, I'm, I'm attracted like to other gr- yeah. girls, you know. And then as time progressed, I was, like, oh, well, it's not really that weird to me. That's not that weird anymore because I get, you know, there's people apparently yeah. out there that, because I know now. Yeah, I know now. Well, there's apparently people that are attracted to the same sex, and it's like so. It takes time, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, versus, you know, me when I was 12 years old versus me as a 28 year old is a yeah. completely different person and a completely different understanding. Well, you know,
2: you saying that about like you didn't under you know people don't people get angry with they don't understand everything that like man. I think about this is a term I've heard used a few times, you know, people that follow the colonized Jesus, the white man Jesus, right?
1: The white man's Jesus. Yeah,
2: man, like Christianity and uh, most religions, you know, whatever, there's no hate. It's not built off hate, right? The Christ you say you follow, that I follow, right, is not a hating person, not a love. You know, sure, in Christianity, I believe, you know, I'm not going to get into this much, but, you know, like homosexuality is a big topic. Like, no, no. Yeah. Right? But there's still no hatred. Yeah. Right? I want to see my brothers and sisters succeed and and, and, and be happy. Right? Like, I, there's no hatred. Yeah. And there can't be. Because, once again, fear and hatred shouldn't drive a hope in a religion. Right? Right. Well, come, this is what, another thing I want to talk about when you talk about the fears what keeps us here. Fear sells, too. Yeah. So Absolutely, like, like. I was I've been doing this study in Revelation with a couple of my friends. You know, the Book of Revelation. That's why I brought it up earlier. But yeah, the, the last topic we talked about with is a professor who's he, he's a professor in Revelation in the Book of Revelation, and he talked about mark of the beast it's a scary thing mark of the beast 666 six, uh, six, yeah. right forehead are the yeah. rest so he started talking about this and he was like let me get this point across fear sells what sells three letters 666 six, six. i won't buy two happy meals cuz it costs $6 right he was talking about that he was like fear sells right well 666 is the name of the beast is what he was talking about like different things like this and he was like but he was all this to be said he was talking about, he was like, fear sells. So the Tucker, he didn't say this, but, but he was like, you know, the Tucker Carlson's and these people are going to tell you that, and I look, I'm not left or right wing, I'm just telling you what I hear, right? Yeah. The Tucker Carl, Tucker Carlson's are going to tell you, and the Alex uh, Joneses are going to tell you that what you're getting in your body, this vaccine, is the mark of the beast. Well, what I can tell you is, the the Christian God is not a god of confusion, right? And yeah. and, and, and therefore I don't think this many people would be so conflicted on if it was the mark of the beast. I also think the God that I serve is much bigger than a vaccine, right? Like yeah. I would say sign me up first in line just to prove to you that that's wrong.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? But like fear sells so much that it's so easy, but this is the mark of the beast. Well,
1: you know, I, I, this is it's something to your point there. I've thought this too. Every time I see that on Facebook, which is not as frequently as you would think, but yeah. also me neither. Uh, part of me, it, that's bittersweet to me because part of it means <laughs> that like only so many people like are actually still paying attention to the Bible, which is weird compared yeah. to when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, but then also it's the fact that like uh, it's boring. Like you almost wish like more people would be like, no, this is the mark of the beast. Because in my head, I think to myself, I'm like, look, uh, and this is not even to talk shit about anybody, but I think to myself, I'm like, look, if God is God, if the God that you believe in is real and he actually is what half of what we think he is, that vaccine don't make a damn, bro. Whenever you go on to the next life, then you're going to be at least not in hell, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that yeah. in my head, I'm like, you know, like, you're, if you're not a bad person, then what are you worried about? It's like it's almost like I'm not saying this is everybody, but it's almost like there's that little bit of guilt or that large quantity of guilt that people have in their lives. They think that if they take this vaccine, that that's going to be. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I have killed, I have killed myself because yeah. I've taken yeah. this. Vaccine. Exactly. So
2: I wouldn't worry it how you did in the pulpit, but, uh, I agree. Sure. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, just, sorry. I'm, just joking, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm mm. just, I'm just, I'm just joking, but I agree with you. And in saying that, oh crap, where was, t- in saying that, uh, this guy was talking and he was like, first off, let's talk about it. Cause th- he made this right before COVID. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you want, you're scared they're going to put a microchip in your arm. Uh, turn your phone off and throw it away. They've already got everything they need. First yeah. off, he's like, let's talk about the government. They don't need anything from, yeah. but, but.
1: Well, know, what makes you so special?
2: That's yeah, exactly, my question always. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so as a Christian though, here's something that I think all Christians should know. If look, if you or somehow you're a middle age, whatever age of Christian and you're scared about taking the vaccine because you're scared about your faith, sure. Let me tell you this. You can no easier fall out of salvation than you can accidentally fall into it. You can't accidentally fall into being a saved Christian. Yeah. You can't just fall out of it by taking a vaccine, right? Yeah. And it's like you said you want to say you worship a God who created of the universe in 7 days spoke everything out of is outside of time and space is outside of everything and is overseeing of all things. Yeah. And then you think a shot is going to be what brings everything
1: down? Yeah.
2: Well, then you sir are putting this God you say is huge in a very small box.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of where you're I was bringing him down cuz here's the thing.
2: God is so big, he's so hard to understand in some way there's some things we will never understand sure. that we tend to as humans make him smaller in order for us to understand him. but that's not who he is right this guy created everything we see touch feel and won't ever see touch or feel in the you know seven days whether that was seven thousand years, we don't know his days but he created everything spoke it all into existence it's so huge it's not meant for all us to all understand because we're Very small, very dumb humans, right? But we put them in this small box so we can say to ourselves, I'm not taking the vaccine because God because it yeah. makes you feel better about it. Yeah. But that's not what it's all about. It's not all about just making you feel good about things. Yeah. Right? I think, you know, Jesus said love your neighbor, and Jesus went out of his way. Let's look at the life of Christ and just in the Bible with like Moses and Abraham, they all, all of these people went out of their way to fight injustices, speak up for those who couldn't speak, up, help other people, you know, uh love their neighbor, right? And then yeah. here we're we're pressed with a way you know, be like, hey, there's a bad thing happening. We gotta love our neighbor, and I'm not saying I think the vaccine is perfect,
1: yeah, by any means. Well, but at least bro, like wear a I think there's, you know? I think there's something to it. Like uh, a lot, especially a lot of these like uh, lifers with the, uh, yeah. you know, like the American you know, nationalism. Which I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to say white nationalists, but I'm just saying nationalism <laughs> in general. Like, yeah. Fourth of July, like red, white and blue, like support the you support the blue, like not the guy the the old people that put up that shit in their yard that like they're just you know, they're following Stylish Quo but in the same breath they're like, Yeah, we support our country. Yeah. We love living in our country. We experienced a couple of real wars. You wanna know something, Shane? What? I love American history. Like I'm going to
2: school and I'm gonna get a degree in history. I love it. Yeah. Right? But you know what I recognize and understand as somebody who loves American history? Let's take the equation out that I wasn't even uh, a religious person. Yeah. Right. I love American history, but you know what else I understand? A lot of what I think America was built on, and I'm told America was built on, it wasn't built on that. It was built on genocide, mass genocide of a a peaceful people. It was built on complete slavery, owning another person and beating them and treating them as if they weren't human. Yeah. Right. Uh, incest. Just you know, sexual. All these different things. I think the stories are great. I love it. I love to learn about it. But I'm also never going to say that I I love America over everything because yeah. I understand the principles we are built on. History is there for us to learn from it. Right. right. It's not there for us to. Not all history should be celebrated. It should right. all be learned. Absolutely. But it should not all be celebrated. So that's why I have a problem with people who are, until the end of the day, I'm diehard of America. Because America makes mistakes. Yeah. Right? You know, I I do think at one point America was great, but I definitely do think America has been awful at times and made huge mistakes. Bro, 50 years ago, we still owned human beings and beat human beings and it was looked looked at as okay. 50 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's not that long ago.
2: That's not that... My mother was alive.
1: Yeah. Right? Like,
2: that's not that long ago. 60 years ago, we were breaking into people's houses just because, like they did back in Salem. You know, in Salem, you could tell somebody, I think they're a witch, and they would get burned. 60 years ago, you could call the police and say, I think they're a communist, and their whole house would get raided and bombed, right? Like...
1: (laughs) My my hometown and. as far as like the, uh, the Underground Railroad and, or like the crazy stuff that happened back in the day, my hometown of Macomb yeah. is the bombing capital of the world. Yeah. Like 1958 or some shit. I believe like that. that. I believe that. That's not the exact year. Macomb, but. wow.
2: But I believe that. Um, but man, like, I don't know. You want to say you love this country. You want to say you care about this country. You die for this country. Then you need to recognize and realize that it's not perfect. Right? I love my family. I die for my family. I also don't think they're perfect. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of us are perfect. And I don't know, man. Like, it just gets on my nerves when, like, you try to paint a beautiful picture of the history of America and it was blah, 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 blah. Our founding fathers weren't just great people. Right. They just so happened to be people that founded America. And I respect them for thank God they did. But, like, you know? I know one of the things I heard and, and for the longest time was, uh, George Washington owned slaves. Yeah, but he released them. You should never have to say, yeah, I released another human being. Yeah. Right? Like, that's wrong. You know?
1: Right. Like, it's wrong, But, man. It, I mean, you're right. It is wrong. But do you totally disregard George Washington as a whole? No. No, and I don't think, now, if, I think if he was just a person,
2: yeah. But I think because of the significance. I, I, of- no, I, no, 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 I, I
1: only ask you, I'm not teeter-tottering in one No, I direction. know what you're saying. I, I really don't know because I've heard both arguments. I have too. And it's like I think to myself, I'm like, I don't really want to just get rid of the idea of like what we have from
2: exactly. from a
1: historic point of view. It's like you know you start with George Washington, you know eventually you get to this person, this person, then you get to J F K. So without George Washington and without
2: the things he did, good and bad, we wouldn't be able to be here and have this conversation be like, Yeah, he did some very bad things, but he was also a good president. Right? Yeah. You know? And, and you know, you hate to say something like that. He was a rare blah, blah, blah.
1: But apparently, George Washington didn't want to be president. No, apparently he didn't. That's what I've always heard, too. Yeah. You want to know something crazy? But they say he was a badass. Apparently, yeah. he really was like a, a savage. That, uh, that's what I heard, man. Which is crazy because every time you see him, he looks like a, a bourgeoisie type. Yeah, yeah he does. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, he does. But, like, you know, and I don't know, like,
1: I just get so,
2: just the thought when you really think about it, like, you know, there's the thought of slavery is just crazy, man. No. And so it's like it does make me a little angry because it's like you know we are there are still some like man, you can make the argument all day. Robert E. Lee didn't even care about being the general of the confederate, but he still was the general of the confederates. Like mm. take his why are we? we there's no need to celebrate. Remember him. Remember what yeah. he
1: did. But there's no need to yeah. celebrate. I want to be like, hey dude, you know all that time that you're sitting here trying to defend Robert E. Lee, why don't you go and defend Jesus? Yeah. Because he seems to be a little bit more important, especially yeah. right now, than yeah. stuff like that. It's like, or go defend your country, go defend the people who are alive right now. Why do think- you? You this is the thing. Okay, listen. Like one thing that is like one of my biggest pet peeves, yeah. and I try. I look at. My, I'm so super hyper analytical about myself. I try not to make these types of you know statements myself, but somebody will come out and let's just say like uh, you know you're going to have like a show or something mm-hmm. and then like uh, people get pissed and it's like you know wow how dare you you know uh, you know, cancel this show
2: yeah
1: and then uh, say the person gets pissed and it's like okay well look I'm sorry that that happened y'all go ahead and book one until I get this big one together yeah oh you didn't book one cool I really didn't expect you to because you haven't booked anything since the last time I booked something
2: yeah Listen.
1: <laughs> not me. This yeah. is not yeah, me. No, specifically. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying in general, like, you have these moments where it's like, uh, what do you have? What yeah. do you have to offer? It's exactly. like, people talk about, but you know what? It really doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't. Uh, you're right. You know, the truth be told, the world is in a weird place. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we all got different things going on and. Yeah.
2: The only point I think you can reiterate from that is, you know, you can love America, but you have to understand it's broken, it's not perfect. You know. Yeah. There's mistakes. And yeah, that's kind of my problem with people that won't recognize it. So, there's one of my one of my many soapboxes tonight. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it it's unfortunate because you have to you you don't I I don't think that there's any reason why people shouldn't know about the the past no. But in the same breath like I also think, you know how much, you know how little I give a, da- I personally give a damn about the past with what's going on currently. I like the stuff that. that's, and I wonder if that, you know, you always hear the, it's a distraction talk, but it's like why, we could literally just be sitting here fighting off this whole like remembering or forgetting yesterday just so we will avoid paying attention to what's going on in the world today. It's like we're pulling out all of our troops out of Afghanistan, which is exciting, right? I mean, for face value, it's definitely exciting. Well, the Taliban is taking over Afghanistan. Yeah. Like 100%. Like we're having to send in 6,000 troops to try to like escort the people we have left there, whether it be diplomats, whether it be soldiers, whatever. Everybody's got to leave at the same time from this one big city which is being surrounded right now as we speak by the Taliban crazy 20 years 20 years of my life we have been in fucking Afghanistan
2: we've been in Afghanistan before I was born
1: yes exactly a long time we've been in Afghanistan and they've decided that all of a sudden let's leave and for what
2: why now When it feels like this might be the time.
1: Why now is a great question, but something that's a lot easier to gather around, more people to gather around, is 20 years of a war for nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: For absolutely nothing. Nothing Nothing that you've ever confessed to us. We all subconsciously know it's about oil. We like, all old subconsciously know it's about power. Yep. We all subconsciously know that it's about some hogwash shit that has nothing to do with our us peasants down here that are not a part of what we wish we all are just thinking and screaming war to be a part of. Be,
2: war can be uh... – put into three categories and I wish I knew the guy's name but there was a famous detective writer who eventually said and he said this I say he said this about or someone said this about war but he said this every crime there were three motives behind every crime one of three sex power greed yeah right probably take away sex for war but you know power or greed it's always going to be one of the reasons for war right right it's always man somebody's got to be more powerful than the other guy and you know then they tell us, well, this person's evil, so we have to be more powerful. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right, but... <laughs> I don't
2: know, man. Just live at peace, man.
1: Absolutely, dude. Well, look, I appreciate you getting on the show with me tonight. Uh,
2: this is... I have enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, you got to come get back on. I know you're like a, a, a responsible adult these days, but, yeah, you know... Yeah, no no don't drive. Don't forget where your boy's at.
2: No, man, never will.
1: Uh, you got anything you want to plug or
2: slightly, slightly? Yeah. Um, so me and another good buddy of mine who's a little bit older than you, uh, cause I don't have many friends of my age. <laughs> His name's also Shane. Um, we started this thing, you know, every guy and you were one of these guys a few years ago and then you started one. He's like, man, I could start a
1: podcast. Yeah.
2: Right. And so we were like, man, we could start a podcast, you know, talking about something cause we felt like we're interesting. Well, finally, we agreed on this concept of podcast both of us us have been listening to uh, and where uh, podcast moderators were breaking down lives of famous people or people, you know, who are considered at least celebrities a little bit, you know, breaking down their lives, uh, you know, from childhood to now, 2021, you know, in different significant things. So we said, you know, it would be funny is if we broke down your life. This guy's name, Shane. We broke down your life because you're not a celebrity. Yeah right you're 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 just a guy um and that's funny but what we've realized in doing that kind of starting as a joke is the dude has a very interesting life man you know um so it's gonna be called shop talk uh which uh you know shop talk with shane atkins um and tyler ferguson well, a few months before our first release we want to make sure you know we have everything right all the kinks worked out but uh a lot of fun man Dude, uh, just a lot of crazy stuff, man, from, you know, his days, fire department, having to cut people out, watch people die, um, to his days of, you know, having to, he cut both of his fingers off on accident at one point, um, you know, uh, watched a kid die right in front of his eyes. Dude's been through a lot. Yeah. And so, what I kind of thought was just an average guy, I've been able to see, like, man, it's crazy how on average of a life an average guy has been able to live um all that being said it's also just you know we're also a little bit of organic poison you know we'll throw in just some hey let's talk while we're doing that but um nothing you would probably care about but if you are interested you know you can check us out in the following months hopefully shane might shout us out once or twice you
1: absolutely um but it's once fun, i know 100 cool. with what name you're going to be
2: yeah, well it's gonna be called shop talk
1: okay Shop Talk. Exclusively. No yes. numbers, no. No, no not, weird, not as nothing. of now,
2: not as now, brother. But this is Shane's podcast, and I've just come on as the, uh, call myself the liaison. I'm just there to
1: kind of manage the conversation. Um, you You do well as a li- liaison. Thank you.
2: But I'm excited for it. I'm excited for him. I think it's going to be a good
1: thing. Yeah, well, if you guys ever want to uh, dissect someone's life, by all means, holler Well,
2: at you know, the plan is to eventually be like, hey, let's dissect these. Let's take four episodes with this guy, four episodes with yeah. this part, you know. But um, that's me just talking crap out of my mouth. But it is happening.
1: Well, so. for what it's worth, uh, I, can, I can adhere to whatever you guys, y'all's caliber of audience is. Uh, I just did a clean show with Jonathan May, my dear friend, on comic movie theater. Uh, I think that's the name of it. But Even it's clean show, clean show, like not no profanity and uh, no I crazy. That, I thought that's what this was. No crazy shit, That I I do. You know.
2: Yeah, I so, thought that's what this was supposed to be. But you know, you don't respect me enough.
1: Oh well, I I can actually easily tag up all the. The curse words. (laughs) But, Um, but, no, uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting.
2: Jason, hit me up. Let's conversate one
1: day. Yeah, look, guys, thank you. I'm pretty mad
2: you ignored me about the Bullet Club shirt.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to Organic Poison. Tyler, thank you so much for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. Yes. Uh, And I hope you guys make it home safe tonight, and I hope that you know (laughs) that Bodie
2: loves you.
3: And now south to the land of the pines And thumbing my way into North Carolina Staring up the road And pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for Raleigh I can see my baby tonight So rock me, mama, a